Welcome to the Polarized Podcast, where we talk about polarizing movies, and the movie today is Phantom of the Opera, a musical drama from 2004. I'm getting right into it. I'm so excited. Uh, the scores here are a critics 33% and an audience 84%. I am your host, James, if I have not mentioned that already. We are so happy to have you. Please come in. Uh, don't be late. Here is your playbill. Uh, take a seat. Uh, you must you must get here in time to see the chandelier dropping for our podcast. Uh, be careful. We've heard some uh, whispers. We've heard some noises in the back of the podcast uh, studio. Uh, we have a studio. This is not taking place in uh, different rooms across across Southern California. Um, and uh, but if you hear any weird sort of noises or some strange things happen throughout today's episode, uh, just know that we're doing our best to tackle it. I think there's, uh, maybe some, some rats in the walls or something, or, uh, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe my co-host, a Mr. Brandini might know about it. Um, he's been, uh, yeah, I haven't seen much of him lately though. He's been kind of elusive and, uh, whenever this, uh, weird sort of stuff happens, he's never to be seen. Uh, so maybe, maybe he's, uh, investigating it. I'm not sure. Maybe you know something about it. Let's bring him in. The great Brandini. Hello. Hello, good sir. How are you? How are you doing today? Welcome, co-host. Hello. 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 Kingdom. Hello. You know what? I have heard about the these these uh, creaks and sounds that have been happening in the in the uh, studio. And I think I think they're a good thing. You know, I hmm. think um, it's a hot take. Maybe, you know, yeah, maybe we should even give that those sounds some money, you know, maybe put huh. some up with a salary, you know, because I think they're really contributing to the ambiance and the success of this studio. Okay. So just throwing it out there. But I I really know nothing else about it. So I'm just, you know, it just sounds like a good idea. But you anyways. have expressed that you want to replace me as well with and and, and make me a, I don't know, I don't, a speechless I don't know page boy of some kind. But I, I don't know. I, I we, we can work it out with with the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll board. definitely work it out. Yeah, the board. for sure. <laughs> the board. Yes. Our. our <laughs> investors are uh, the round table if you will yes we have these investors that like to you know yeah sing like funny to, songs sing <laughs> funny songs and have mustaches and canes and yeah attend our party so you know that's that's the type of investors we got can i can wow. i just uh commiserate with about this over like with you before we bring our, our uh, lovely mm -hmm. guests yeah in. please yeah, yeah, one of those guys is the villain from Ace Ventura when nature calls. I know <laughs> that exactly. So happy. <laughs> it made me very happy as well. <laughs> A movie yeah. we talked about on this on this podcast. Both have played villains. The other guy was the villain in like Wanted, I believe. Oh, that guy's awesome, Mance Raider. Yeah. It's Mance Raider. It's Mance fucking Raider. <laughs> what a cool name, right? What a total badass. Yeah, I love it's that. Badass. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, two villains, and they kind of are still villains. I just, uh, they're really, yeah. I, I almost named my cat Mance Raider. I thought that name was so cool. <laughs> it, it is cool. <laughs> Come here, Mance Raider. Who's a God, good Mance Raider? <laughs> who's, a, who's a good Mance Raider? <laughs> He's got such a long face, that Mance Raider guy. Yeah, um, I love his, droopy. I, his hair, though, in the when they go to the party, because he had one of those like it almost was like curled in the front and had like a lot of, like almost mm. like a um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, he has, like, per, his, his <laughs> eyes look like kind of permanently scared a little bit, too. He's just yeah, he like, just. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like oh. a fish kind of. I don't know. That sounds mean, actually. OK, no, yeah. yeah okay, mean. calm down. An attractive right. fish. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But um, uh, we are yeah. here for Phantom of the Opera. Yet another musical. We did Dear Evan Hansen only but uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um, I feel like I'm getting good. I, I'm 
what constitutes being a fan of musicals? Because I mean, at this point, I feel like I've just seen a lot of them now. <laughs> I think we're getting there, and I and uh, you're familiar with the what goes behind. I guess what what's what we're missing is we're not like up to date on like the Tonys and shit. <laughs> I don't know if this that's act, true. Yeah, does that uh, make you or I don't know. Right, you, no, that's you, but that's you it. listen yeah. to like soundtracks and stuff, so I you're closer yeah. than I am. Like I don't know. I th- I think you on the greatest showman and dear Evan Hansen, you came here like ready to start. Oh, yeah, start I'm ready singing. for this one. I'm hope. Oh, hell yeah. I was going to say, Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm unbelievable. I was listening to the soundtrack, like in the car and stuff. Um, yeah. And then also seeing the comparisons between, cause that was what was fun too, with dear Evan Hansen is the, well, that one is not as much, but still the other cast characters are different in the like musical, as opposed to the main guy we talked about is the same for better or for worse. Right. Um, Ben Platt. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah they could have used that a, a bit of the original cast maybe in this one i don't know or or maybe they mm. maybe it wouldn't have worked right for for screen these are very much more screen actors um but I, we, sure. we can get, we'll get into that uh yeah, but before totally. that without much further ado i would like to bring uh not one of our guests but let's bring them both in <laughs> at the same time uh, <laughs> that's a great idea i like that i have a returning guest uh cara is back along with a new guest to the Polarized podcast, to podcasts in general, before she launches her own, I'm sure at some point, because I'm oh, she, there, she, yeah, yeah, she's in, she's gonna be a natural. Uh, yep, a Madeline Swanson has joined us today, uh, along with Cara. Welcome, you two. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi. How does it be back? So excited. How does it oh. feel? How does yeah? How are we feeling? <laughs> how are we feeling today? We're having Let's a nice little, the, nice little temperature check. I'm ready. Yeah, temperature yeah. check. I mean. Yeah. I'm winging it. I do my best work when I have just no idea what's going to happen. So let's do oh, this. Same. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to go live. You know I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you get a, a roll switch right at the last second. A mini driver loses her voice and you got to just step in and do it. You know what? You got to make it work. In the original basis. Christine. You are the original. Make it work. Make it work. Was Minnie Driver the original hey. Christina? I didn't look that information up. Was she? No, no, no. I'm just. I was meant? saying oh. that Maddie is the original Christine. I got Making you. It yes. work. Well, I gotta say, like right off the bat, I yes. am new to Phantom of the Opera. I haven't seen it. I've seen like uh, parodies. I've seen it made fun of. I've seen uh, like jokes about it or like phantom of the megaplex the disney original movie mm-hmm. when i was a child is like my familiarity familiarity with it um but i wanted to ask you two uh your history with it because I, I i and brandon mm-hmm. as well for that matter but i wanted to to gauge what your history was with it and and what it means to you and uh because maddie you you've you've been into this like even when before the movie was a thing right or this movie at least we're talking about yeah yeah like concerningly obsessed with it as a child (laughs) (laughs) so the original christine (laughs) the the original the original i don't know how i got my hands on this book that my mom had about it i was obsessed with it obsessed oh interesting a book about the musical whoa yes oh cool cool so it had like pictures and scary thing for a kid to do oh so many pictures yeah it is but that's what makes it cool though right like that's the attraction it was was probably like my first introduction to like anything spooky or scary so Mm. that's probably why i love her so much now because i was just like this is so wild oh i yeah Yeah. and so with that were you able to like 
glean like what the story was? Did you have music pairing with it as as well? Like, when, I did, know, you, when yeah. did you start oh, hearing yeah, music? And I was also a band. I was also a band kid, right. so I was like, mm-hmm. I could I could play the songs. I could I shouldn't have sang the songs, but I'm sure I tried. That's so cool. Do it all. Do it all. It's empowering. I think, I think to yeah, try. I saw it on Broadway first. I think I saw it on Broadway when I was like probably ten, and at that point I was like, Amazing. "This is the wow. best part of my life." Did you really? Wow! Yeah. How was that? Did, did, and you—that's you just like a core memory is so cool. It was a core memory for sure. It was mm-hmm. so cool. I was like, Shaking. I was like so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big deal. Wow. Watch this play on Broadway about murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like like grooming and uh very it's like pretty i don't know like it's 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 like i'm older as i got older i really yeah, I yeah like, no, way more problematic than i thought yeah. it was gonna be i thought oh, it was totally. just a that he, he would kidnap you and make you a star and that sounded fantastic to me now i'm like eh, oh. well how about how about uh you and you and you cara and uh, and brandon what do you guys you guys have like fond memories or like a, an attachment to to this movie mm-hmm. or, or does it mean anything to you Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw it later on in life, but I, uh, I kind of knew some songs cause I was like in theater and, or not theater choir in junior high. So there were people singing the songs when that came out, um, and loved it. And I, yeah, I, I knew the parodies and kind of just some, you know, pop culture stuff about it, but I I think I watched it like later on in life, maybe in like college or something, and I liked it. And then I like just kept getting the song stuck in my head like throughout my life. And so then like I I'm I was more familiar with the songs than the actual movie. And then I watched it again, like more so recently, like during the pandemic. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like I just I was like, yeah, whatever, Phantom of the Opera. And then just watching it, and I was like, this is like a really good story. <laughs> what in particular, particular, like drew you back to it or like this time around, was mm-hmm. it something different that you didn't know, like didn't really realize before, like Maddie was um, saying like, yeah, maybe we, as kids, we didn't know, really know about exactly some of the implications going on there. But what about this time was really appealing about yeah, it? Yeah, just definitely like, as like watching it as a, like an adult, I just understand what's going on more and like was able to take that in. And I also like, Nowadays, I like watching it from the perspective of like Christine having a mental breakdown. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, I love watching the psychology Mm -hmm. behind that. Like, that's how I view this movie is through like her, her, you know, her episode, her episode, having delusions or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. So I just every time I watch, I just kind of like watch it in a new light. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Brandon? Yeah, for me, I uh, I was introduced to this in high school. Uh, the girlfriend that I had in high school, she was like a goth person. And like, so the, a lot of this like gothic elements of this was really like, yeah, the aesthetic. And also too, I think fundamentally the story, because what it is like now, I'm so excited to talk to you girls about this, but I think that, you know, this being a love story, there's a lot to um, like connect with and really like it's, it has a lot of romance and then there's um, face value wise, uh, it's understandable why, yeah, people like this. And me personally, though, when it came to the Phantom is, yeah, so I saw this in high school. So the idea of like, yeah, I don't know, the attraction to uh, like the bad boy, the cool guy, you know, that mm-hmm. that whole aesthetic. Um, yeah, like. 
him being the one who's with the girl as opposed to Raul at the time. Now my tastes have definitely changed, but at the time you're like, Oh yeah, I want to be the cool guy. I want to get the, you know, Mm -hmm. the, um, the beautiful woman and like all of that. And also too, I think, the music now with like a more mature palette, I would say, or at least one that's more comprehensive. Like even then there is so much like rock guitar stylings mm-hmm. in this and a lot in a pop sensibility, mm-hmm. modern, sen- modern pop sensibility to mm-hmm. it that like, I love music, all different shapes and sizes and whatnot. And yeah, like the music is so cool. The I, lyrics uh, are amazing. Like yeah. I just was like, we were watching it. James and I were watching it last night with like the subtitles on just to like, get an understanding of the lyrics and stuff. And, and so we could sing along. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mostly just to sing along. But sing along yeah. the, the lyrics are so poetic and I know it's, you know, sure. music theater and everything, but it's just beautiful. Well, it's you were very beautiful. And you were saying, Brandon, too, the like the contemporary nature of it. And that's something that Andrew Lloyd Webber in the eighties, I think capitalized on those, with, yeah. and, and with the success of his, his musicals and everything. And I enjoyed how, they kept that 80s sensibility to it because there was that one part mm-hmm. where, yeah, like the, like, I think it was the first main, like, overture, like, dun, 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 and then it kind of gets into it. And then it starts doing, like, there's not a percussion section. There's just, like, a drummer, <laughs> like the Blue Man group or something, or like some uh-huh. cool, like, Cirque du Soleil <laughs> show. And it's just like, and then there's like a synth bass going like, the synths in this outrageous, just like some cool Moog synth stuff. Yeah. Like I like how it, it still kind of felt eighties at parts where that it didn't like lose that flavor, which was an interesting kind of, yeah. Uh, texture. Total. Yeah. Going off of what you said earlier, Brandon, like I was also thinking about like what the style like of this, not, the movie, but just like the vibe and aesthetic mm-hmm. of Phantom of the Opera is. And I was totally thinking gothic too. And I was like, is that the wrong term no. for it? But like, that's what I was feeling the whole time. And I'm also drawn to that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it feels, for sure. I mean, not steampunky, but it, it kind of, kind of is in that it's witchy. world. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking witchy, but definitely okay gothic, that's pagan like, i'm sorry yeah so it'd be like <laughs> I, I dark magic black yeah magic, like i just yak, I feel i'm like sorry that kind of I, I was i'm drawn to that darkness too yes totally because it's so metal and cool right yeah I, yeah i mean god yeah. a perfect example is if you were to just take a freeze frame of his lair especially yeah. when so one thing that i just was cracking up so hard about is because they're they said they tell you that he gets like a salary and it's like a hefty salary too especially for that time i would assume um because it was like it in the thousands so i don't know for whatever that's like seventy thousand something i just want to see him go shopping at the farmer's market 1800s or whatever so i mean god that must have been a lot um and i was like you know all of the, his amenities were really kind of taken care of. So it's like, what is that money going to? And then they, you yeah. know, this whole gondola. Dope-ass layer, man. <laughs> the dope-ass layer. It's got like things that, <laughs> he, he spent oh, the money where? mainly on candelabras that are able to come <laughs> out of the water. Oh, you mean the arm? The it, ones with like on actual fire. people? They, they come <laughs> out that are but them. I love like, that. Lit out of the water. <laughs> Just, oh, that was dope. I love that. That was so First cool. First of all, it is like such what? Tumblr vibes. Second oh. of all, it's like, it's his artist den. You know what I mean? Like, of course he's, a, he's, he's a musician. He's an artist. And I have all these like... I, my bed is on the floor, like kind of thing, and I love that. Oh, <laughs> I sleep in candle wax. Into that, like 
weird like seashell bed or something uh-huh. like, like, was it, a, it was like a bird or something like, yeah it like turned into a I seashell yeah. I don't it's, it's oh, a bird God. but i bird. like that's like i don't know i just have that side of me where i'm like yes like i'm a grungy <laughs> artist and i i live i really wish lifestyle. it was it was more like a race car bed he just like check out my cool bed and it's like a race car <laughs> and it reminded well, me i, I was like, watching that thing i was like, <laughs> I was like you know something pirates of the caribbean down there oh yeah oh, like, milled on you yeah. like, yeah, like, like there's probably oh, yeah. like <laughs> Like water and chlorine, (laughs) (laughs) like stale water, you know. Dead man, tell no. That was a good. uh, Did you guys catch that in the movie? I mean, I know I'm going further along, but like the comparison, like from her delusion of like this being a magical lair, but then when her friend Meg first finds the you know, the tunnel, she sees all the rats and it's like disgusting. So that's like her perspective, like the reality of what the lair actually is versus like what Christine is seeing it as this, like, I don't know. It looked beautiful. No, to totally. Me. Oh, for yeah. sure. And then he goes in there and yeah. we, this is a movie we did earlier on our podcast. Maybe not a lot of people have seen it, but this movie called spring breakers, uh, when James Franco brings Selena oh, Gomez, yeah. uh, and, what's, and what's her and into his pad, yes. much like the Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. and he just goes, "Look, look at all my shit. Look at it. <laughs> look at my shit." And he just starts like yeah. showing them and like pulling up all his, all his stuff. He's like, "Look at this. I got different color shorts. Look at all my CDs. Look at my guns. Like, <laughs> it just was, dope it, shit. It was real parallel to me. I don't know. Spring Breakers is kind of the Phantom of the Opera." <laughs> Oh so my it's like, God, I love that comparison. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Alien, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but so we, we start with the, like the flashback is, is anyone like have anything to say about this? Like very yeah. like grainy, uh, black and white flashback of the, like, of the theater and the auction, how, auction of, uh, the monkey and, and whatnot. And I thought I was Patrick the Wilson monkey. in old age makeup. He really looked like Vincent Price to me. It was he interesting. did. I yeah. was yes, very much so. That's kind of gothicy too. Sure, like gothic old age makeup. <laughs> old age makeup. Vincent no, Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> oh, Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I. Um, so this scene is really an homage, right? Because the Phantom of the Opera is a very old musical uh, book, what have you, and one of their first like movies that were in color i want to say or something to that effect of like it was shot in black and white and then converted to color like it was that old because i think one of the phantom of the operas came out in 42 mm-hmm. i think was the, one of the year 1942 ones, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> it's an homage then to starting off in black and white and the transformation that happens uh you girls commented on it uh, in the trailer, but yeah, wow, so impactful, right? To set yourself up in this very, um, it's quietish uh, environment, black and white, and then um, it really explodes and we go on quite a journey. Yeah, and then Andrew Lloyd Webber, I believe, or how I read about it was that that was a soft kind of opening the auction scene so people can kind of show up a little late and find their seats before the big fucking chandelier thing happens and they wow, get a little yeah. bit of like leeway so they don't miss it um mm. yeah and so like the auction's kind of going on and then and then yeah this out of the chandelier thing is it's you feel the weight of it and how important it must be in the in the musical 
and you get some of the CG of, of 2004, but I like it just throwing away all the dust and changing the whole like lighting and color correction of, of the whole, of the whole scene. Um, mm. and it feels magical already. And it feels like you're about to go into like a fantasy rather than just, mm. um, just straight, uh, straightforward, whatever you get. Uh, yeah. Like the two guys, Mance Raider and, uh, when nature calls bad guy, um, those two guys, <laughs> that, I don't know what they're doing, whatever the names, um, the investors, the invest, I mean, yeah. just I the, like them. The, they're fun. Oh yeah. Um, but this song, oh, right. It just yeah, it really, oh it really takes us off. Right. And sets us in the mood because yeah, the incorporation of the organ and then it, and then oh. James had mentioned how it then it, it adds an eighties element to it where yeah. it chugs along. It, it It's very organ, very classical. And then all of a sudden it's like, dun, 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 has like almost a four to the floor beat to it that mm-hmm. drives through oh. it. A <laughs> hundred. That that opening chord could wake me from the dead. Oh, like, for it sure. Is, so it is like it it hits your soul. Oh, hey. absolutely, man. It's like a. It's like you could just yeah, just listen to that, then have a pot of coffee. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had a coffee? No, I just is that your alarm every morning? Uh, <laughs> for the opera every morning. Oh my god, no, nobody wants that. I would be so so awake all day. <laughs> Starting at uh, an eleven. <laughs> here, I'll play, I'll play a little bit of it for us right here, just to just to get a taste to get everyone kind of in the mood a little bit. But I love I love organs. I don't know something so menacing about an organ. And I'm not sure how much like the very gothic too. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. But it's an eighty. It's an 80s goth organ opening. That's hell yeah. And it like rocks. I'm, I'm sold. It's it not. It's not. Yeah. It's it like I was saying earlier, it's not purely orchestral. Like it fucking kind of has a rocking kind of beat to it. I kind of keep repeating. But mm-hmm. I love the eighties synth too. Like it just is like yeah. jam. And then it's fun when like at first you get you get the notes of it, uh, and you just think like, oh, I just have to do the but then they actually add words Mm -hmm. to that so you can say words that i don't know but i guess the phantom of the (laughs) upper you do you do now i did it (laughs) do you want to make a quick little there there is this little thing that i mean it's not it's just something that i noticed but you know the monkey playing the Uh oh yeah the yeah important music box music box the music box. Okay, do you remember? Did you guys see uh, Insidious? I have a with Patrick I Wilson. Yeah, oh, I was like, "What is Pat? What is the deal with Patrick Wilson and these like monkey oh, music yes, boxes?" I know. He, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even make that comparison. Yeah, I forgot he was in it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's like in Insidious. He's in all those kind of very." He's like astral horror. projecting. It's always the guy. Well, now yeah. we know that Insidious yeah, is in the opera verse, the Phantom of the Opera. Verse. Yeah, it is. In the extended, well, extended Phantom verse. Love a crossover. Yeah, Dang. you want to talk about Baby Wilson, Brandon? I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna you, say. Let's you think talk about like, young, sexy Baby Baby okay, Patrick also, Wilson. PW. But he was all, he was thirty in this, so he's not a baby. <laughs> what yeah. What do you know of Patrick Wilson before this, though? Because I can't even I think know, of a movie just, like before this. He turns this. into a forty-year-old so, man. Me, this is like the youngest <laughs> version of him I can think of. I can't think of it like an earlier earlier Patrick Wilson performance myself. So yeah, that's that's as baby as I get, and I and uh, extremely baby Emmy Rossum, like she is a she is a child, literal child. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 casting is something to definitely comment on, and and we will bring up Gerard Butler as well now. Which sure this podcast is called Polarized. If I didn't mention earlier, we talk about polarizing movies. 
And this is a polarizing bit. Polarizing part of the movie is a huge polarizing part of the movie is the casting. So I don't know how, mm-hmm. where do you guys lie on, on this casting? I think Emmy Rossum is perfect. I think she's, I think she's yeah. great. Um, mm-hmm. And I think maybe there's the polarization comes with Gerard Butler for a lot of people. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Maddie? I want, I'm curious about Maddie's uh, think, takes on all of this. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, Emmy Rossum was a very good pick because she looks so much like Sarah Brightman, who was the lead mm. actress on the first Broadway musical. Mm. So okay. she, they look similar. And so that was like perfect. It was like, oh my gosh. I don't know if that was like her first major role. It's the first time I ever see, remember seeing her in anything. Could be. It must yeah. have but been. She's Gerard 17. Butler, Whoa. Crazy. What do you mean? She, she was 17 in this movie. And, pa- and Patrick Wilson and Gerard Butler are in their 30s. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. it's nuts that is yep. yeah and then gerard butler was kind of just like maybe but you know he's got a mask on who knows <laughs> i don't but really he definitely yeah, had for... that like powerful you mm-hmm. know voice and presence that was pretty intimidating yeah i don't i don't really hate him like i think i think the physical no, the either. physical prowess or however, whatever you want to call it his like body language and how how that came across really uh, went a long way to helping maybe what he might have lacked and like his singing voice a little bit, but um, I yeah I, even some of the, like the screaming kind of notes where he wasn't hitting exactly the right note every now and then it's like it almost kind of worked because it just it exemplified rage like un untempered yeah. rage that he he was mm-hmm. just feeling that um, but I've heard it criticized well it's like oh he's the angel of music he should be a great great singer he should be like yeah he should a be master you know because he's mm. lived his whole life in this but it's like i don't know i, I think that for for a film and something in a, this kind of visual close medium i thought yeah i thought it worked pretty well although i was trying to think of like uh like recasting it today and i thought like oscar isaac might be cool mm-hmm. as the phantom because he's wow. got kind of the downturn kind of and i don't know uh and then and then car said zendaya for christine Oh my god! I'm not 100 wow. percent set on that, but like I like it. I love her, and she can sing. So yeah, I could do anything. She would, she, yeah, she'd know it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And then Raul Patrick Wilson. I mean, I, I think he's 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 solid. He doesn't really look like a Raul to me. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> I know. I know. It was really funny the whole time. Be like, it's not a Raul. Not, yeah, not the no. guy. Yeah. He's a. I would love. I would love. He to looks like a band. Looks like a band. Trevor. Trevor. An Anthony. Still, still have Patrick Wilson. Still have Patrick yeah. Wilson. Everyone else changes. It's just still him yeah. <laughs> as Raul. That's I, what I want. So with the casting, I think this is just a really great example of it. This is a Joel Schumacher movie, and Joel Schumacher is kind of a like. He is a very style first kind of guy, and he wants mm. things to be really large and really um, like look good. You know, how it's more like on the side of a movie is a roller coaster or like a theme park ride. Mm. This has a lot of that in it because of like mm. we talked about from the get go, like really just exploding from the beginning and setting you off the like, yeah, sh- like a shot out of a cannon Mm -hmm. and the the actors in this are also really good looking people whether they fit the role or not or whether what their look is makes sense to what actually the character is because also too yeah you could easily say that the phantom should be somebody who's living underground uh (laughs) just 
I'll just full stop there. Like he wouldn't be a <laughs> six foot three muscular dude. He wouldn't. He would be probably very pale, pretty very like pale. Sin- sinewy, you know, Nosferatu, uh, <laughs> Nosferatu kind of guy. And instead, oh, they're like, oh, let's let's go for a yeah, just like a really one of those creatures guy. Yeah, in that what is that like a, the, <laughs> the cave dwelling movie? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, if it actually had someone that looked like they lived underground, like it'd be terrifying. I yeah, think it would be a totally a different movie, very different tone. Mm-hmm. No one would be like, "This is okay." Everyone would be like, "This." And that's kind of what the like. There's the Universal Studios monster movie version that kind of that came out as well, which is essentially that when you take the mask mm-hmm. off, it looks like a like a I don't know like a like the Boris Karloff era sort of like monster all those monster movies and they essentially just a disfigured vampire looking yeah you just like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. terrifying mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, when they and, took his mask off I was like it's not that bad no it's not <laughs> it, was, it really wasn't that bad and because in the play it's horrifying it is so scary right. like, <laughs> and then you think about it, I was like that's it buddy looks like a sunburn kind of <laughs> <laughs> shellfish allergy or something <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not gonna ugly up a Jerry B. Come on, if you got Jerry B. in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not gonna. <laughs> you're living underground for that. That's you're... crazy. Oh yeah, you're gonna continue to put him in blousey shirts where his chest is hanging out, and him just slicked back hair. You know, being this Lothario. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I mean that is something. And he that... dumped his lip. Just <laughs> and these huge pouty lips, and he's like, "Ooh, I'm a bad boy." <laughs> you know, that... and, the, and the people love him for it. And, and the people love this. Is, that's the change I think in this. They wanted to make a sexy phantom, which I, I, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, exists unless he had some pretty privilege, you know. Like we wouldn't yeah. allow it. But then it I, would be. It would have been be maybe hard. more interesting. I don't. Maybe not more interesting, but I think I, the fact that they touch on that he has like internal trauma. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. it um, yeah. maybe understandable for, for his character. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this movie yeah. for sure. Um, so but, relatable oh my god <laughs> the I phantom would, so relatable <laughs> i would love to hear like maddie's take because like i've never seen the broadway musicals so like just to hear your comparison on the phantoms like yeah. do you have a preference look or style look singing like, style just the time you know I think they did a really good job. He's just, I think he's just a lot scarier. He's intended to be a lot scarier than they made him in the movie. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be just like a murderer that pops up out of nowhere and has this horrible face and Mm -hmm. just truly a threat. I think they made him seem a little bit too likable in the movie. Mm-hmm. more was, empathetic like, was the, bad yeah 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 was the romance as strong in in the the stage production as well yeah. the 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 lusty romance in this was so 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 strongly put forward that i was wondering how it was in like the actual musical production if um yeah, it, it, it was, was so much I about remember. them falling in love and i mean it'd be more about the manipulation and the fear right and the power that's happening yeah in like, the i remember yeah in the play it kind of felt like this this relationship has been going on a lot longer (laughs) like in in the movie it seems like this is like kind of a new thing that's going on like you just started sort of kind of i remember like like from when she's like a child like this Mm -hmm. happened for a whole while like they briefly touched on that in the movie but i remember always thinking like oh this has been happening whole entire childhood and so she was like a little bit more comfortable around him Mm -hmm. and in the movie it seems like this is a new thing who's this guy 
So mm. I think that's what yeah. scares me is, and I, I'm not sure how you would hand, handle it in, in either one, but the fact that he is somewhat of a father figure for her as well, at which point oh, yeah. he, he kind of took over as angel of music or, or the, the person that was kind of mentoring her in, 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 in that sort of way. Uh, it seemed like he was trying to supplant himself or, or how, how was it described? Maddie is that your father sent me as an angel, uh, that, that sort of thing. Watch over you. Yeah. yeah this is your father's doing and that. That's so, so creepy. I know that's scary. To me. Super exactly. creepy. She has some major daddy issues. Her dad died when she was so young. Her dad was a famous musician. And then, so she, I think in her brain was like, this person is, Part of the time she's like, that's my dad. And a part of the time he was mm. sent by my dad. So mm. I think she's pretty confused of who this guy is. That's what, she, that's what he wants <laughs> totally. to do. And he's, that's, that, he's, I was going to say. successfully doing that is, is confusing her and, and making her feel dependent upon him. Well, going off of that, like I was doing a light research on this psychiatrist who did like a case study on Christine. Um, and you know, it just talks about, yeah, like she has major depressive disorder. Um, and like, you know, she's grieving, she's like in denial and she's still grieving. And, um, you know, like that's, I mentioned at the beginning that like, I like watching it from that perspective of like, she's, she's depressed. She's, you know, has these delusions and, um, just might, I don't know. It's just interesting to see it from that perspective. Of like she's yeah. Part of the time you're like, is this guy even real? Is she just yeah. like sneaking off and like oh, having these like weird breakdowns, and, like, like hallucinations? Mm-hmm. All these people involved and they're like, what's up? And I think Raul's thing the entire time because he's so confused all of the time. Yeah, he's like doing she, he doesn't exist with her. Yeah, I think pretty supportive. Like I don't think this is actually <laughs> happening, but he's like, I'm I'm here for you. Yes, I'm gonna sleep outside right? your dressing room door. I'm gonna stay here all night. I'm gonna come to the cave. I'm gonna be willing to die for you. But like, yeah, I Raul, a thousand percent. This is the best dude ever. Like, <laughs> but isn't oh, it's you crazy? Yeah. But I love you. I'm here. I'm on the journey but I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's yeah. a catch. That was my takeaway too. I was like, Raul's oh, a fucking catch. catch. And it's just a matter if she's I mean, ready Nepo, to baby. Sure. Yes. But he's like Nepo ready to be in a relationship is my point. And neither the phantom or Christine, I think is ready yet. And they're in there and they're, they're <laughs> absolutely they need to work on themselves a bit more. And Raul's <laughs> yeah. like ready to go to make, to commit for the long haul. Oh my God. Really what a guy we love him he does there's this one part where he like her and him like are singing and then they just lock eyes and they sing the angel of music thing and they just start nodding heads like the angel of music and i was like wow he gets it he's like that, really, yeah, he's really there for her like finally like this girl's seeing me like we're having a good but no but also he's like okay <laughs> He's also like, we've gone through this so many times. Angel of music, I get it. Da, da, da. Okay, like I know what you're gonna say next. Like, um, <laughs> come on, come on. I just come on, I get it. <laughs> I just have to say that, like overall, I really like the idea of a phantom of, yes. of anything. Well, like I get, too. I get why there's like yes. adaptations or or parodies or whatever. Because as a concept, it is so interesting and fun. Uh, to have like a phantom in in a place uh like fucking with shit and then you got to figure out like who it is i don't know it's like a it is kind of like a agatha christie like who done it or something but then to have a 
of this and this is like the the meta side of it and for andrew lloyd weber is is so i don't know is just smart and interesting is to, to take this adaptation and adaptation and like have operatic elements and then have contemporary musical elements and then combine them all together um in, into one thing like i it, it's just it's it's so fun and then um you're in a you're in a you're at a stage watching people diegetically like do performances on the stage within the story as well so everything when they are singing just works but it works that much better for a musical because sometimes musicals it's like oh they're singing now it seems so out of place and it it works a lot better for this one too because they are just singing like essentially the whole time so whenever they're singing it just feels feels right because if anything the dialogue feels weird when they start speaking because the the singing just just works but um that yeah anyways I, those are a couple things that i just overall enjoy about the whole idea of, of this story i, I think the i mean the phantom if anything, is an I, idea what's that a phantom is an idea ah yes <laughs> yes <Ooh. laughs> uh and and yeah i almost like want him to do like more fucked up shit you know or whatever like when the fucking body comes down from the rafters hanging by rope i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) fucking crazy i I was like i'm like i don't know that i believe the phantom's real i was like that guy that's like some drunk dude that's always Uh drinking and he's around like did he just Uh fall like interesting like i'm not convinced that the phantom is supposed to be real Mm -hmm. and that's a success of the movie right because i think that's fundamentally Mm -hmm. part of the musical and the story right because it's a phantom and we also associate phantoms with ghosts and so those aren't real things they're manifestations and yeah i agree the movie is really successful i'm blurring the line between is this just all in in the head yeah, all in her head. I'd imagine yeah. it's a lot, and from my little brief research on it, it was more successful in what you're talking about and what we're talking about, Brandon, is the in the musical itself. Because mm-hmm, I, I sure. guess uh, yeah, this that's has, true. This one YouTube channel I watched, uh, Lindsay Ellis, I'll I'll credit her or whatever, but she was saying how yeah, and and in that scene where the guy is hung, uh, hanged, um, he, uh, um? you don't see any of that ha- happening uh on the rafters or anything you just see a body just drop on the in the stage mm-hmm. so you're not really sure exactly and that's one and then the other one where right after he does kill somebody and then raul and christine have their song on top of like the roof level rooftop set um you're not you don't s- really see the phantom in the musical stage production like you hear mm. he's like chris like raul sings christine christine and then you hear another Christine, like in the background, like Christine. Oh, that's and cool. Like, and then yeah. you know he's there, but then the and then the song goes on, and you kind of forget about him. You don't see him. Song ends, they leave, and then the Phantom comes out from the background, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's there!" Mm-hmm. And then this movie, it's like showing him the whole time, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like looking, oh, like, Ooh, yeah, the, oh, you can't see yeah. me. <laughs> the <laughs> musical is, or the stage production of it is more that like. The Phantom really is more in Christine's head. I love that. I, yeah, he, I just love that. I idea. love that. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Or more. the, poss- yeah, I mean, the like possibility in, of it. Yeah. Yeah, in those, you know, in the olden days, they always had this weird folklore to just explain things. They didn't know what was happening. You know, like, and I think that's still kind of a thing. Like, oh, we've our work, we've like our office ghost that does things, and we want to blame it on it. So, uh, was this totally ghost cat. Just like. Just live, yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're like, oh, yeah. there's just weird stuff happening, and they were just like, I don't know, it's and then it really spiraled out of control. Which then it's like, okay, maybe everyone was believing 
And then at the end, what if then they get down there and there is a lair and they're like, oh shit, like, <laughs> this is, that would be like the scariest thing where it's like mm-hmm. a sudden twist. And now it's like, oh wait, no, this is real. But at the That's end of I, the movie, Meg is the one that discovers the lair and we haven't, dis- and she's like kind of dressed in like the phantom outfit, like the white blouse and the black pants. And we haven't just dis- discussed this yet, but there's a Phantom of the <laughs> Opera too. Such a great look. <laughs> but just blousey shirts all over this movie. Yeah, there is a sequel. Like, yes, there is a there, the there is a se- sequel. The police are useless in this movie. The police are doing nothing. They are no, all around. She's like in they, charge of that. They She's can't the first one that gets there. They, they can't, can't find anything. anything. They no. can't find anything. No. She it's finds even Inspector there. Perot. Mm-hmm. Or Benoit Benoit Blanc. Blanc, yeah. God, that sounds so cool. And I guess the the impetus nice for movie, it's Phantom of the Opera crossover. Oh yeah, he should do it. Uh, that Ryan Johnson. But I guess like one of the like the impetus for like the author writing the original story of the book was um, there was a case in uh, in a theater like a, a like a, a there was a play uh, going on and at one point the chandelier had fallen and killed mm. a stagehand or a, or an usher that had like just started working there like the other oh. day or something like that. And then the guy was like, that would be interesting if there was like a person that did that in the, in like the, the on like on like hiding behind the stage or something and actually had a uh, malintention, like wanted to kill somebody. And then he wrote the story kind of like, with that in mind. So the chandelier has always been a part of it. What an interesting <laughs> way to look at life. <laughs> Something so traumatic macabre, happens. I mean, like, hmm. The things at that Story? time must have just been very macabre. A lot of like, uh, Edgar Allan Poe shit. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's respond, whose fault is this? I don't know. The Phantom. Like, Phantom, that's it. Right. We're, no, one's, no one's taking liability. No. Or that, yeah. Stage hand, all the drunk stagehands are like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a fucking Phantom. Phantom. I don't know. Right. Well, don't blame me. <laughs> Yeah, that chandelier is so iconic. Yeah. I might have to get a tattoo of it. Oh wow, dude, totally not the mask. Hard fan. It's a it's a beautiful chandelier. I'm gonna get a face tattoo of the mask. That's so tight. <laughs> That'd be so sick, dude. You should Thanks. Thanks. Um, I like I like riding on the boat into the, his lair. I think that's really cool. How would, how did that oh, yeah. look on stage, Manny? I feel like that would be one of the coolest okay. parts just to Actually, see like the so boat cool. going and like the they fog. They did a really and good everything. job. <laughs> oh, they had the fog. It, it kind of, it looked, it's so cool. If you look at photos of like the actual Broadway thing, it's like, it's, it's pretty dope how they did it. Like there's the fog and there's all the candles in the movie. I was dying because this is how you get to the lair. You <laughs> are in the room. He locks the room from the outside. Then he runs all the way down through the lair and then he goes in the mirror He's and he, climbs, it, yeah. he, he brings you through the mirror. I don't know how we got all the way around. And then you walk down a hallway, then you turn and you walk down another hallway. There's a horse. You get on the horse. He leads you on the horse down another hallway. You could also have just walked down. And then you get in a gondola <laughs> and then he rows you into the lair. That's how you get there. And then that's so funny to me that's, that's pretty so great, romantic right? oh my god yeah it's so romantic it, people love when you change locations on them it makes it exciting <laughs> oh my god the horse thank you for bringing that up because that, that is that was so that? funny to me that because uh, the because it comes out from a corner and there's not like a setup of like we're outside or anything it, 
we're ostensibly inside this entire time and then all of a sudden she's on a horse getting walked down this the, it's and, like and he's walking her. Like, he's walking and leading the horse so she could have just continued walking i know we do see oh, the horse i guess like, later right? yeah. <laughs> oh. no, yeah, this is the horse the horse is a different color later oh, also okay. i <laughs> yeah. So this a black good horse there. radar my god car <laughs> well no i was i was really paying attention because this proves that she was how like hallucinating like she's hallucinating right. yeah. all of this the like, inconsistency this is insane mm-hmm. i mean sorry yeah. not insane but like it's come on it's like, that t- tinge of, like oh, that's okay. realism or something. <laughs> we should be yeah, considerate about this you're like come on <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to yeah label her and she's she has trauma right she that's has trauma talking. her father died <laughs> what was that? Really, it's okay we're really supposed to not be making fun of people <laughs> and that voice was like wait i wasn't making fun no. i was genuinely <laughs> she was defending her against you brandon <laughs> back off brandon she got oh trauma i love this idea that it's all a delusion and they're all just catering to her needs because she's oh, like the totally. star of the play which is mm. what they were doing with that la colada lady right it's like such a vibe by the way i love yeah. that with her. yeah i just wanted to like, hear about mini like, driver you do you grovel you grovel she's the star so then now they have a new star and they're like oh well, she's even crazier than the last one we kind of just make this work <laughs> oh my god it feels like a point. fight club thing I've and she was the phantom and that she is just a- had d- multiple personality disorder because of it's like trauma. black swan yeah 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 but that's the thing maybe the pressure of being the star started building up and triggering the oh my gosh i'm so into I- this right now like <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> yes. why i yes. we figured it out we figured it out it's not a phantom anymore well, how, mystery solved how do we feel about mini driver then oh amazing yeah incredible I liked her. I thought she was yeah. good for the role. I thought yeah. she does a really good job at like being obnoxious in that. In that, that's was, what I was gonna say. That was like yeah. necessary oh for the role. Oh, I'm obsessed. With I just her. was kind of annoyed with like I. She's just so her aggressively attitude. like not Italian to me, and <laughs> her doing yeah, like Italian right. stuff was like. Uh, I I almost I would have been nice to have someone with like a little bit more legitimacy as like an Italian opera. Is it because you're Italian, James? Is that yeah, <laughs> yeah? I can I tell. It. Yeah, Italian American. <laughs> And I do a stereotype of that pretty well. Um, it proves she's a phony. Like, I don't know. It yeah. just kind of adds to the layer of her mm-hmm. being a phony. Like, she's yeah. not she's that an actor. Bad. You're not wrong. Yeah. 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 And, a prima donna. A prima donna. donna right. Diva. I just For thought, sure. I don't know, I, I was something, someone who might have been like, like older and kind of past her prime. And then they're trying to kind of shoo her out the door. I get that what they're trying to go mm-hmm. with that, but maybe some sort of, I don't know. It's hard to re- really be mean to her. Cause she does give herself in a way to the performance that is like unashamedly fun and, and obnoxious and annoying. And like to do that, it seems like a lot of fun to, to do that. What is There's a James Bond movie, right? Brandon, where she is it golden eye, golden eye, or before this, which is right. really funny and to she, me. Is she's that, like one scene and she's in the background singing an annoying song of stand by your man. Yeah, yeah. Like out of tune. And then that like, and then she's <laughs> gone. It's such a weird, it's like, what, is that mini driver singing in the background there? What the hell? And then totally. I almost want to think that was how she got cast. That's in this exactly one, how I think about it too. Uh-huh. Is that yeah. Oh, here's an example of her being really annoying <laughs> in this, <laughs> and singing and doing it so well. Yeah, because I, I don't know. It is a funny joke because it's really what she is doing that is the punchline. And it in mm-hmm. that James Bond movie, it's in. Um, I think it's Golden Night, or is Golden it? Uh, yeah. Never no. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think so. And then, and, and Cara made this comparison too, where it was like the, I don't know if you guys seen singing in the rain. There's like the, the, the beautiful uh, actress that is, is famous in like silent movies. And then she moves into talkies and she's got the most annoying voice in the world. And you know, she, but then she's like the esteemed, like valued uh, actress in in the studio system at the time. So they're trying to, to give her speech lessons and make it work and everything, but she's just like the worst. <laughs> and uh yeah I kind of, yeah i thought that was a great comparison Cara. yeah it's interesting because the prima donna is supposed to be known for her voice but then yeah. when she's talking she just is just sounds so horrible and is really annoying mm-hmm. so it's uh, it is kind of a funny comparison mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then they do the don don juan uh that that whole thing and then leading into the tango i'm kind of jumping around i'm trying to think yeah go for uh, it. if there's any other big songs uh, between between that, I mean the the song that they sing together before they make sweet love on the bird bed. Um, Did they make love though? Thought they like, in- close the curtains. But then he he like I thought he let her Maybe he not. let her sleep. I, I don't see. know. Okay. Maybe mm. I don't remember quite, but I think he would like kind of let her sleep. Right? It was a steamy moment, at least up to that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and she gets cast. She gets cast in the role. And I was, yeah, I just, I was thinking of that tango scene. I really liked that. There wasn't a scene afterwards where they're both smoking a cigarette. Oh yeah, really, that's right. I, there was that part. Yeah. That they had sex. Uh huh. That's right. Oh, deleted scenes. Deleted <laughs> in my mind, I feel like that didn't happen. I feel like they didn't. They didn't have sex. They didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had so, sex. Mm-hmm. No, I he just watched he her the entire night. But yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, you and played the organ. Act on anything. Yeah. But once again, yeah. that proves like played was she dreaming? Rats. Oh, like, for sure. She, mm-hmm. Did she wake up from a dream? Was she dreaming? You know, like going to bed. Mm-hmm. So there's a I so not like there's like the doll of her in the wedding dress. Oh, oh my that's, god, that's oh hilarious. And the, yeah, he's got the little setup of the of the um, theater and all of that. He's just very into like puppets and all these like. um yeah, planning everything out in that way because mm-hmm. really he hashtag is phantom right, goals. He's hashtag phantom goals. Um, because he's like making plays right. That because he's a playwright and so that's what he's doing down there with all that and all that stuff, right? Um, but what I want to say is that there's there's a couple of songs that we should just briefly talk about that have happened before that because we the angel of music, mm-hmm. the titular song, the phantom of the opera, mm-hmm. the music of the night, which. Is that I, that might be my favorite song, the music of the night? Where, How does where, that one go again? Here, I'll play like, a little bit right now. Yeah. If you watch Thank the stream, yeah. I also was listening to this on my drive home last night. This is the Phantom singing, right? Yeah. Do you and you think of this voice when you when you think of Phantom of the Opera, Maddie? You think of like when you want to hear the song. You're not. Is there like a the movie soundtrack that has like Jared Butler there singing? Is a movie you, you, would li- you would listen to yeah. the stage. Yeah, this one. Soundtrack, right? yeah. This one's way better. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, the, nice. the movie soundtrack is better. No, oh, the, no, no, no. The original, the original that we're listening better. to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> I just I love how well people enunciate things like uh, and <laughs> when they're when they're singing in musical theater. I, sometimes it can it can be a, a bit much, but then when people do it really well. And, and who was the original Christine? I, I saw a performance of hers, 
and yeah, Sarah just her enunciation. Sarah Brightman. Sarah, yeah, yeah, her, her enunciation was absolutely amazing. I, maybe it was the one that we watched with uh, Antonio Banderas as as Eric, and uh, oh wow, it's it's a great performance. I, I recommend. Yeah, that's the other thing is Eric's the Phantom's real name is Eric, which is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Is it E R? My name is Eric. Eric. I was like. Do you name himself that? I think he did. He had to have. Right? He had to have, right? My name is like, Fred. Yeah. Like, like cuz he was thing- devil boy outside of that, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I I think he's only gone by two names. <laughs> I will pick a new name. Yeah. I think Eric Raul would have been Raul would have been more fitting for the Phantom and then Eric for the Raul, I agree. Right? Eric. Yeah, agreed. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Where was he, the editor on that? That's an easy rewrite. <laughs> it's just switch, switch. It just got grandfathered in from. Yeah, they just you know when they decided <laughs> once you can't. They changed the names. Why would they do that? Because <laughs> it's better. Everybody yeah. just gets on board. Like, yeah, we're fine with that. That makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's the Phantom Alpha. You mean Eric? Eric. Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Eric Johnson Anton the Phantom (laughs) Anton the Phantom (laughs) make it rhyme I don't know because I like music Phil Phil the Phantom Phantom. oh I'm echoing Carl is that you hello oh no I was echoing for a second can you hear me yeah what's up Um, I'm just gonna step I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick Okay, oh, sounds yeah. good. Well, uh, so we. Well, did, okay, well now I'm hearing my echo again. Kara, it's okay. okay. It's, no, it's it's Maddie because she has her headphones out. Oh, gotcha. Took them out. Is that a problem? Uh, uh yeah, I'm gonna hear myself. I'm gonna echo. So. <laughs> I, we can just take Hold a break on, right let, now. Let's, let, let, let's take a break. We'll be right. Let's back. just take a break because the charging for the AirPods is very quick. Let's just take cool. like a yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah, I'll just grab them. DJ Andrew Lloyd Weber. That's correct. <laughs> and we are back. We are uh, oh, we're into the, the second act of the, the podcast. We're celebrating our, our illustrious guests who have taken their their time on this lovely Saturday brunch to discuss uh, Master Craftsman's possibly finest work, Andrew Lloyd Weber's Phantom of the Opera. It feels like a masquerade here right now. Are you a cats fan, Maddie? I know you like no. cats. The the the, an- the, the animal. animals. <laughs> yes. The, the musical animal. freaks me out. Yeah, I don't really care for it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and Jane Opera is way more successful than Cats was or yeah. is. <laughs> I think so, it's the most successful cats. musical ever. I think it's the longest running too. And the longest running. It ends. Mm-hmm. Um, the it closes on. April 16th. So I think we all have to make a trip out to Broadway. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah we got to go oh, and have a bonus. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh on, on, the, on the scene in Broadway. Yeah. Polarized. Maybe we can reach out to them. We are, we are the polarized pod. Can we please get some press tickets of some kind, some sort of press box, perhaps? They'd be like, what do you mean polarized? <laughs> and then if they say no, guess Don't what I'm going to do? <laughs> I will become the phantom of the phantom of the opera. That's a, that is what I will do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna God, wear the, his red suit. Idea. Can we have a masquerade? Let's have a masquerade party. Okay, don't get me started uh, on the red suit. 
because the red suit, I have a please. lot of opinions about. Can we please get started the movie, on the red suit? Is <laughs> Can we please? I want to hear these. It's awful. I want to hear these opinions. The red suit is what would take me down like at least ten percent of my ratings. Because in the movie, actually, I'm gonna—I have it right now. I have it right. This is what he's wearing on the play. Oh, cool! Oh, that's right. Look at that mask. He has a full skull mask. He has this huge red feather hat. It's this beautiful red velvet coat. It is fabulous. And and then in the movie, it's just like a regular red suit. And I was just like. Mm. wrong wrong gotcha terrible okay. Boo. There's, there's a lot of I like the fabulous outfits <laughs> in this Ooh. <laughs> yes in the masquerade everyone else <laughs> boo, spooky. Oh, boo. <laughs> um yeah the rest of the masquerade is is fabulous outfit but then mm-hmm. he's supposed to have this like mm-hmm. just you know met gala times a thousand style fit oh, and it's God. just who are you wearing not, who are you wearing not, phantom Eric. Is this the Metcala yeah. of of that time period? The masquerade is it the really was. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's bring yeah, it back. Yeah, and I was watching. I was like, I was like, are they having this party? Like, are they kind of like making fun of him, they bullying him? Because the whole point of the song is like wearing a mask, so no one knows who you are, and they're having a whole party. And I was just like, he. I mean, he's probably if anything, not. It was like, if anything, it's like inclusive. Like, almost yeah. like a party he would want to have. He's like, Oh, this yeah, is my, welcome to my party. Everybody wears masks at my party. <laughs> They're like, You're not special, Phantom. We all wear masks here. <laughs> I love that you think it's inclusive, Car. I love how we had completely opposite that. You're like, They're being so inclusive. And I was like, This is bullying. <laughs> We have all this, like the Titanic scenes of like the, you know, the, the more the worker people and everything, like having their own like party uh, mm. as well. Oh. And then you get the one guy doing his like whole like solo dance uh, in the middle of everybody. Yeah. 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 That, was, so good. Right. that was that was pretty oh. amazing. Have a masquerade party. That whole scene, that whole song is my favorite. I think it's such a such a good song. It's just I so fun. Pumps you up. Because the oh, end of act oh, end of act one is him doing the like, you I'll make you regret not doing what I told you to. <laughs> yes. And then he just screams at and the moon. Like, you know, you know what we should do? We should have a party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what and should, they almost we they should, say we should, we should wear masks. That phantom guy, he's kind of onto something. Yeah. He's so yeah. Because we're we're the story is that they're the investors right because we're they're trying to they these investors have come in have purchased it from a previous owner that seemingly like i don't i don't know what happened maybe was killed by the phantom or left because he's done dealing with the phantom but these investors and it's like this new money feeling to it as well where Mm -hmm. and then raul is a partner Mm -hmm. but he comes from an old money so he really is able to manage or gets the op like the the theater and its workings and its employees a little bit better. I, I that's kind of the sense that I got is he's his parents might have been dealing with this, so he's pretty familiar on how to deal with this. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean they're just throwing the party because they're like, "Fuck the Phantom, we're going to do what we want to do." Yeah, it's almost like which I love. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah, because he, he the, the Phantom's so the, the investors. The investors get those letters. The investors are maybe my favorite, favorite characters. Really, Andre and 
They're so funny. German or something like that. They are so funny. They mm-hmm. just they get these letters of their threats. They're like, absolutely not. They're like, don't negotiate with terrorists. A real George Bush approach to things. No, he's how much money? No, we're not paying him. We're not leaving his box open. If he wants to kill people, fine. I, and like, I they just... throw a huge party making fun of him. And then, but then they cave after that. And I didn't like that. I really liked their approach. Well, I thought it was, yeah. it was an interest. I was George Bush <laughs> and then they what? enacted the Patriot Act of the theater and got everybody's information, <laughs> whether they liked it or not. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. He's a terrorist was, of the theater. <laughs> I was thinking that like after a big disaster, they're like, we got to kind of like mask up the disaster and like put on a big party. It's, and, like, like, it's like propaganda, like. Nothing happened. We're good. We're we're in solidarity. And <laughs> it reminds me of like tech companies nowadays. Am I right? Where these investors come in and they're like, nothing's wrong. Let's just mm-hmm. throw these parties. Let's have this investor party and uh, mm-hmm. invite everybody, you know, even though the secretively. And they used to like work in like scrap metal or whatever. And I know, but and don't call it junk because it's crap. <laughs> but they're metal. they're just sitting on top, looking at all the people they're trying to impress. That new money uh, thing that you said—that's exactly what it. Because they're just trying to like ingratiate themselves in an old, like mm-hmm. more uh, historied part of um, yeah their society, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And um, they're investors in the arts and that's kind of it's funny because again for, like it looks like for status you know they the thing that they want i was gonna say is, is the status of it all right which oh god it just makes me think of why street art is so prominent amongst really wealthy people is because it's like new money where you don't have you're not buying really old paintings you're buying paintings now that show your status but have mm-hmm. your more modern sensibility and so you're investing you can launder in your money easier and everything yeah oh my god yeah especially <laughs> yeah because i mean i'm sure that scrap metal business was a front for some like uh, <laughs> i don't know what was big at the time back then. I <laughs> lognum i don't know <laughs> yeah just opium like that you smoked out of pipes and shit yeah and they just like burnt the thing down and got the insurance money (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah so i mean there's he he so we're not big on the outfit i think the color change is nice i I like that skull well i'm big on the outfit I like I like the color change i I like that it's different um i like the one that masks too but the one that she showed us was was better i mean that was a that yeah. was a better i see i see why you why you might totally. not like that one if that's what your standard is because that that other one was like it had like a, a feather hat shit too with a skull mask it was dope because yeah. um, yeah. he's supposed to be uh, yes he's supposed to be dressed as the red dresses the red death which is like an old uh, edgar Allan poe short, short story it is. He's, that's his intention mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so he's so supposed gothic. to be dressed as that and then he comes out and i was like that was like a huge cool plot point that they're throwing mm-hmm. back to more gothic art I love and that, then he yeah. just comes in he's just this just a regular regular red suit he's like that's so that like, what are cool. you doing in that lair awesome. what are you doing in that lair there's not like a fabulous outfit for yourself i don't know i mean he should be there so putting together an amazing costume for three months yeah. right what else what is he doing? doing what are you doing with all this money in this lair mm. like what what's going on buddy <laughs> Right, he's just playing with his dolls down there. Loom. I am creating yeah, the most yeah. fabulous costume. <laughs> and then, the, uh, yeah, he also creates costumes for Christine as well. Slave of fashion. You know, because yes. right, he, yeah. yeah, he's also stitching her costumes. Yeah. Which man, the 
her costume where it has the jewels in her hair that look like stars is very um was a very cool so outfit cool. that i liked um so very beautiful also thematic right because she's the shining star that's coming in here and her hair is filled with it and yeah just kind of shows her innocence shows where she's going mm -hmm. and all of that and yeah i mean god a lot of the wardrobe is really fun because we we do have a couple plays like has been mentioned a lot of fun costumes there right they got the the don juan know. stuff yes yeah, is, yeah is the don juan stuff is cool i've already mentioned the tango and all that and i don't know maybe this isn't a lot of people's favorite scenes but i like i like that that the red like the reds just start coming out a lot in the second act mm -hmm. and things get very passionate yeah, and fiery and uh and to the point where yeah the, and even things burn down and, and all that and that foreshadowing but um i like that the the energy going into the second act and how uh yeah like scary and unpredictable the phantom gets and you're not really sure what he's going to do next unraveled mm -hmm. yeah and wait while we're talking Christine's about whole... while we're talking about fashion can we talk about the various cape throws that he does please okay. yes <laughs> please what is your favorite cape <laughs> Gerard, did Gerard Butler have to do that in his auditions they're like we gotta see how you throw a cape and oh they are God. incredible like 10 out of 10 cape throws i've never seen anything like it in my life Agreed. Like, like, it's like this perfect circular like <laughs> flawless just one he does it multiple times like, <laughs> was it throughout the movie and i was like i don't even oh, think yeah. batman did it like that like it's just it's incredible the i need to know the better. like how you how do you learn to do this that how much practice does that take what i did love about gerard butler's performance like he really gave it his all like yeah oh you sure. would never expect someone like that to be that theatrical i mean like now like, you wouldn't now, now you wouldn't now, yeah but i guess he did start off like what i don't know when what was he known for 300 no, no, that would be after this so not like a yeah. lot and so yeah. really you get a sense that gerard butler's this is a really big deal and he is trying to do his mm. best and okay. wants, you know, he wasn't a professional like actor. It's, he's one of those situ, you know, one of those leading men and it happens pretty frequently where he is very good looking and has such a presence. Like you're like, Oh wow. This is somebody that is um, great. looks great on screen and got some acting gigs, but yeah, this was a big deal for him. So also yeah. an extra in a James Bond movie. Mm, yes interesting very like, well he was a baby <laughs> an another james bond connection too is this whole like movie barely. was shot on pinewood studios which is a huge this movie james was mm -hmm. oh yeah. really wow okay yeah huge I, james bond one one connection. scene almost i was like is that almost looks like the clock tower <laughs> from back to the future <laughs> but i just wanted it to be that so bad <laughs> Speaking of which, too, is Kara was uh, that's brought one, up on our text is. chat about uh, James, uh, the Phantom being a James Bond type as well. Yeah, uh, we were talking about what would he get to drink, and we were joking about that. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, I think realistically it'd probably be red oh, wine, yeah. but you know, I don't nice know. Chianti. Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like this guy Chianti. now. I feel like this guy's such a weird. And some fava beans. <laughs> Milk, blood? please. Like something blood. just like so gross. Like, oh, like I really blood. think it would be like just like the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah that's his milk. that's his bib of choice. He's like hot, <laughs> I feel like hot water with lemon and honey from virgins. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something terrible. Like something so boring. Do you think it's like hot water with but... lemon and honey? <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's got to keep that voice. He's the angel's totally music like after just all. Just hot water. <laughs> just hot water. That's how he burned his face. Hot water, please. It is funny thinking of him, thinking of him as like a pretentious douche as well. Of like not like a oh, ro- totally. romantic, like strong, sexy drawer butler or whatever, but just kind of like, no, you didn't do it right. That's not the right. You shouldn't sing it like that. It's like this, and he's like very particular and like OCD about exactly how like is, the thing that yeah. he is, pretty much is. Much. Yeah, but I just like he's a diva. The way that Gerard For Butler sure. does it, just yeah, seems more masculine and everything but to, th- to think of someone just being like a, like we were talking about the little goblin man just like <laughs> yes. i will Most be the don juan <laughs> yeah but there are some moments that he's just like straight up savage like when he demands money from them and then sings and calls them a debtor because they're not paying him the money yeah. that he just made up amount and i was like that's so savage <laughs> there's <laughs> no contract signed and you don't even you don't even pay your bills why don't you pay your bills yeah seriously <laughs> you figure that yeah I pay for the chandelier like yeah yeah mysterious guy and just like a troll i don't know which one yet. um can mysterious i play a little guy. of uh point of no return He's a troll oh, i love that one just to add a little bit of this um that's where things get really serious some decisions need to be made or it's already been decided this is, i think this is a beautiful song i really like this song mm-hmm. it is beautiful it's this is, I think, the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about it if I'm jumping in, but this is just, yeah, this is one that, oh, perfect, really just just hits for me. The I don't well, know, like this is when all the characters are together for the first time. Like Christine, we have a little, we have the Phantom. Mm-hmm. I think Meg is in there at some point. Yeah. Because Meg is the one that tells Raul about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, we this is when the audience, like in the movie, sees the spell that he has over Christine. Mm-hmm. So in the play, there's no there's that uh, sword fighting scene in the graveyard that doesn't happen. So that was added right. to the movie. That's like mm-hmm. the one main thing that was added. So this is Looks the first cool, time that they are all in the same place. I thought it worked well it for the movie. Yeah, that graveyard, that graveyard was. Dope. Dope. That was yeah. Dope and it was fun. They were like doing very much like stage combat. It was very like they were over like That's your new catchphrase. The stuntmen were like yeah, overdoing yeah, yeah. everything, and it just like it felt like That's a stunt show. Yeah. It's kind of like a plot hole because you're just like I. I thought the Phantom doesn't leave, but like then mm. he just leaves and goes and fights people. It's like so this guy's like kind of fine. Well, then also like the kind of like him like it, it drives home a little bit him supplanting himself as not only a romantic partner but as his as her father figure when she goes yeah. to the grave site and the tomb and then it lights up i thought that was kind of like a it's, oh God, it seemed like it would work that would work well on stage as well and it was is mm-hmm. interesting that it wasn't didn't take place in the actual play but seeing the tomb light up and then him come out and being like i yeah kind of just like i'm your who's your daddy <laughs> oh god geez. literally, literally. <laughs> who's daddy <laughs> and this is the first time we see her in black too which is i, I mean i love her grave outfit and she, it's like her death it's like the death of christine i i like this scene for her too where she i think she's uh, can we really, get a picture she's of that really coming to terms with her own convictions yeah. in life and what she you has know, to do for herself see. moving forward and what matters to her and yeah I, I 
because she's literally seeing the three male figures mm. that are in her life at the same time that she has blurred a lot of the lines between. Mm. And so I see kind of why they added that scene because she's like, this is my father's grave. The dude that I thought was my father slash music teacher slash lover. And this actual guy that's like trying to help me or is giving me a promising future. And she's like facing all of them at the same time. Like, well, and it's, it's full. And they've like, all probably. kind of like had a hold a huge presence on her life. Even Raul from her childhood, yeah. like she's never made a decision on her own. She's always been guided by these people. So like, mm-hmm. I just even think of it. Like when I said the death of Christine, like she's like kind of letting her, internal like intuition go like because mm-hmm. she, she's now just like like all, what do these guys want just, like, I, don't know. The, I don't know the grieving yeah. process has kind of come <laughs> to fruition as well mm-hmm. where she's now finally able to move on i think from from that she's ready to move on in a way mm-hmm. that she's not as hung up about and the thing that and that's what's so fucked fucked up about it is he is hindering that grieving process by diluting mm. it and distorting it and making it seem like he is sent from her father, mm. which just fucks with her process of, of getting through it. And then she's finally able to do it because she's also willing to, to let her father go and the phantom go and, and, and move towards a future for uh, what she needs and maybe not what she wants in, in that moment, which, yeah, I mean, the fan they in this movie they make the phantom very alluring. Like as fucked up as all the things he mm-hmm. he does is it's just like he's right. he's uh it's such an interesting character uh uh dynamic. It's the attraction of the it, yeah. of the yeah, it's the attraction that everything that comes with everything that he stands for, mm-hmm. being a bad boy, being a savant, uh yeah, just an immensely talented misunderstood person it is alluring. And it's yeah, it's Again, another, a fun layer of what's being presented here and what it makes you think of is, and how you also come to this piece of art is at a younger age, it is more alluring for the, it is more alluring, the Phantom is, because he had, you know, he's, you feel that sense of being misunderstood as being more prominent when you're younger, but now as where you've gotten older, is like, mm-hmm. it, you realize how unsustainable that is, how toxic <laughs> it mm-hmm. is and uh how what he stands for now is not good and that's always been there but it's it's that's the wonderful thing about art yeah. right is that it's a fixed object and you can return to it at different points and get something out of it that's more reflective of how you feel and what you're thinking at that time and this movie like elicits that and and fits into different parts of your life and your experience and he represents kind of like the threat of if she were not to develop as a human being as a person mm-hmm. and grow then that's a threat of what she could be and that's why it is so tempting as well is because she actually does have kind of a lot in common with him. Like she was, oh, a, she was sure. an orphan and that w- was brought into this, this world and, and she's grown up in it. And so also, to look at him, she's, she's got to relate a lot and, and his history is uh, traumatic as, as well as hers. And it's um, something that I, I think that makes you at least wrestle with some of those feelings and rather than just have it be so clear cut, I think it's more fascinating when it, you know, mm. you, you, you have those, you kind of have to be Christine in a way and kind of be like, no, I can't, I can't run away. I just run away with the phantoms or, or could I, I don't know. James and I were discussing this earlier, but like also the phantom isn't developed. Like he's lived underground away from society for mm. his whole entire life. He Right. The opera is all he knows. I mean, James, you can continue if you want, because he kind of brought up this idea of like how he only knows opera and he 
the opera house. So like, he doesn't know how people function in society. So all he kind of knows is like the dramatics of being in a musical or an opera or like a, a play, you know, like he, yeah. Like I feel like to sympathize with the phantom like he's not fully developed either like so he doesn't know how to be like a human being or even immature for sure yeah he doesn't know how to have human relationships he was never taught that yeah no all all that he's taught from relationships is through the plays and through and also too he's been wildly informed by him as this devil child being a part of a traveling circus i guess um so demonic all yeah. of that There's he just, just thinks, like, he yeah, thinks he's a yeah. character like he doesn't he doesn't yeah. know what a real person is he he looks at life as something you do on stage and, mm. that, and that's what life is and so he has to portend and, and and conflate his own being to be what he sees a don juan or whatever he's like this is what it right. is this is to, but i don't know where whoever makes runs for his groceries or or what i, I don't know or yeah, that, what is he <laughs> where's this money go and we don't yeah. know yeah that. where's his bathroom it's so it's so <laughs> we don't the water around his so cloudy and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just, he's, yeah, there's he's, his best there. friends are rats. I mean, he's 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 got an interesting life. That, oh, that really. could you imagine if that was like a character as a talking rat or some type of ratatouille? like his, 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 well, ratatouille too? Yeah, and like oh, and then of, it was ratatouille can <laughs> pulling all the strings. Oh my god, oh my yeah, god, yeah. Like if he had a friend, if he had a friend, who would it be? Probably some rat. <laughs> It would be yeah. rad for sure. Yeah. Or that like, like, drunk, so, like drunk guy, the like yeah. stagehand guy who, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, kind of got what his. What well, he apparently his only friend is that woman, Madame, Madame Jury, the oh, French yeah. Italian mm. character who like yeah. saved him from the circus after he murdered somebody and then like knew Christine was an orphan and then introduced them and yeah. just allowed all of this to happen the entire time. Is she she's been, the only one. She's like, oh no, I know where he is. I know what's happening. She's gonna like tell. I'm only gonna tell people only when it gets really bad. And I was like, this woman is evil. She knows exactly. <laughs> totally, what's going such on. a she just, turns out. Turns out, Maxwell. Yeah, a groomer. She is. She's the Julie Maxwell. She's of the Julie Maxwell of the opera for sure. And the, the sequel she, they really run with it too. She's she kind of takes a turn for even being yeah more. more, you're, more you're evil. Not, wait, I just found out that there is a sequel earlier. Where is it? We want to share. She like goes to Coney Island and and. Get, makes That's like so a silly. like it hangs out with like carnies at coney island or something like that Phantom goes uh, to New York. and then yeah. raul and christine are living their life for 10 years with a 10 year old son and then the phantom starts in america i think wow i forget exactly how they end up there they in uh in manhattan or coney island or whatever but um i think they do and then like the phantom realizes that like long story short like oh we actually had that one night 10 years ago so the son right is 10 years leaves. old mm. and so you find she out that the son is actually the phantoms uh and what's what's the deal with the oh, what's her face her, 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 her friend like she, she plays like a pretty so, good part too right? so we find out that in the sequel right after she leaves with Ra Raul in the first movie, she goes back to the Phantom, mm -hmm. has a steamy, intimate moment with him. Yeah, that's trauma for you. And then goes back to Raul. Right. And yeah. the whole time they're thinking this is Raul's kid. And then 
Raul develops like a alcohol problem. Like he becomes like a alcoholic right, and he right. spends all his money. Oh, wow. Of course he does. Like, a yeah. Yeah. And he has a whole number about how he, he has a whole number about how he's actually wearing a mask and like he's not really who he's he just is. like day drinking. Like alcohol and he's just like, yeah. yeah, like he's like and not in a fun way. Yeah. And then her friend Meg. Like, I she's guess she's like in love with the Phantom, right? Or something like she's that? in love with the Phantom. So, at the end of the first movie, we see her find his lair and then she starts to like get obsessed mm. with him mm-hmm. and is like, Oh, he'll never love me the way he loves Christine. And then, you know, at the end of the second movie, she, well, sorry, that's my cat. Oh my god, Cooper, <laughs> the, Phantom. Cat, the, the Phantom cat. Um, she holds uh, Christine's son hostage. And she ends up killing Christine when oh, she's trying to yeah. kill. This like, is the whole yeah. hostage situation. The Phantom's yeah. like, put down the gun, please put down the gun. <laughs> and he tries to like negotiate and then approaches and she like fires a gun, kills He's Christine. He's got a walkie talkie. And then uh, this was a joke that that Lindsay Ellis YouTube creator channel said that was like, it'd be really funny to see the two and a half men of Raul and the Phantom and this kid. <laughs> they have to like figure out this new future together. <laughs> um, but this was actually even based on like a book. I think it was like a, Down to this. like a book or something that was written that they were, they were thinking about doing a sequel. And there was all these other weird elements that were, that were a part of it from this author that Andrew Lloyd Webber liked. And then uh, yeah, when the, when it actually came to the stage play, they removed some of those other things, but it still goes in a direction that is sur- surprising. And from oh, what, I, from uh, what I've heard, like, kind of like, yeah, love never dies. So, so bad. It's good territory maybe. Um, but bananas I've heard it's, yeah, it's, it's bananas. Um, and some, I, of the, um, some of the songs are, are baffling. I'm shocked to hear that this might be Andrew Lloyd Webber approved. Mm-hmm. This is shocking. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he sponsored. He, the- it's interesting. Well. I mean, his, 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 I mean, he picked uh, Schumacher for this, and the whole reason behind that was he just loved uh, the Lost Boys so much, mm. and it's and he'd been talking about making the movie for like that long that like Schumacher went A very long went time. through his Batman phase, mm-hmm. and then was came back on the other side. It's like I need some do something that's like legit because people don't like me right now after Batman and Robin, and so he wanted to do something a little more like I, I think high art. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was, I had to, this is just such a nitpicky thing, but it was interesting that part where Patrick Wilson is getting crushed by this grate in the water out of nowhere. And he's like going to get mm-hmm. smushed. Oh, they God. reuse. No, and the wheel, he's got a turn or whatever to get out. Yeah. And this, is, this is something I noticed last week in our fear and loathing episode is they used a piece of footage that was in reverse. And I was like, why did they do that? Only to see the very, uh. like it, like almost the very next shot was that in forward motion. So they just re he re literally reused footage and just played it backwards to make mm-hmm. it look like the great was going down. He was using the one for it going up and just played it in reverse and the bubbles you can That's see going cool. in reverse. And I was just That's like, smart. those kind of oh. things are, are, are fun when you notice them. But then also it's like, is that lazy or is that in- inventive editing? Or, or, I don't know, but that's another, also another shot of it. That's they probably just mm. didn't get a shot of it. And exactly. so he was like, well, mm-hmm. I have to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but then also, yeah, like that scene, I don't know, is kind of, what is, what is the, 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 the part of Patrick Wilson just getting like held hostage. He's just getting wrapped up on the, 
<laughs> on the, like the 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 gate or whatever or that like that's so that was just such a yeah, funny I know. he's just like yeah. wrapping them he, he's just like no one, oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap them some more no gonna, one, ooh, you gotta tie them up <laughs> yeah no one no one's fighting super hard in this climactic scene like everyone's just kind of like i mean i get it there's water it's hard you can't move very fast but it is very much like I'm going to pull this rope tighter unless you bury me, which is so funny to me. So, like, when I was a kid and I would do this, like, the idea that it, it, it was literally, like, my understanding was that it's like, if a man just gets you in a wedding dress, you're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Because that was the whole thing. It was just like, if she puts on that dress, she's never coming back above yeah. my leg. She's never done. <laughs> done. And I was like, I just feel like that should not be the case but that seems really crazy so literally yeah, I was a kid, message I was like, for I sure had never put on a white dress just, <laughs> I'm <done> forever <laughs> and so begin your fear of white dresses yeah man. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. never be very never careful black in what context you say i do because depending on what the question is you might be liable <laughs> yeah. for <a> marriage <laughs> speaking of black dresses so I, yeah. I put it. I put in the uh, text channel. So on the left side, uh, it says uh, hashtag general under text channels. The those are the images of Christine yeah, she, in her black dress. That's a great. Dress. That's a great outfit. Mm, wait, how do, I don't know how to do it. But oh yes, it's so great. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you can click. Very on it. gothic. The right. Oh. Um, Very gothic. By the oh, way, I is... wanted to bring this up earlier. Did you guys know that Andrew Lloyd Webber was married to Sarah Brightman? Mm. so like i kind I of was watching it think that i knew that oh my god that is he's crazy he's the phantom i always thinking like he sees himself in this role god these divas art imitating are life am oh, i right i know, I, I, love know. Them. Love I, them. That's I did not know that so good. that's like <laughs> a very like from a personal place. Man, what's her face <laughs> <laughs> from real life <laughs> From real life real trauma. Life. <laughs> From yeah. real life, and this, this is actually, it's actually how I woo women. Yeah. <laughs> it does again, just like this movie presents a weird Every question, time. and you know, and a, a conundrum here of like, oh, okay, so he was attracted by the fact that this guy that was like, yeah, I don't know, it's he's definitely uh, not Raul, right? Like, I don't think no, he's just no, my no. work. I'm gonna cast this lady and then she's gonna marry me which you know if they were married before or after uh, i think after. before because it came out in 1988 this is blowing my mind right now yeah, also, okay like he had her in mind like, i think I, I could be wrong they were married um from 1983 to 1990 so i think it came out in 1988 yeah no 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 so they were married married first and then he casted her uh because it came out in 84 is that what when this came i think out? it came out in or the play the musical yeah this obviously came out in 2000 what was it 2004 Four, five, 2004. the movie yeah 2004 mm -hmm. god that's mm -hmm. so wild i know so i kept watching 86. it thinking like first performance was 86 yeah and, then, oh, they, and they were married okay. 84 okay wow well that means but that means that it was they probably were, in production. Exactly. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if she was cast and then they started dating. Mm. Yeah, because years, just how uh, long the production period and planning takes. Yeah. So uh, that that's his, funny. That was his second Sarah. He was married to Sarah this Sarah Hugill until in eighty three, and then in eighty four he well, was married to a Sarah's. second Sarah. Well, and then Sarah and was Sarah married died. to another Andrew before Andrew. You get out of here. So, 
They're switching Andrews and Sarah's all up around. Oh my goodness. She divorced Andrew, the first Andrew in 1983, and then married Andrew, the other Andrew, in 1983. So there was something going on during production. And now he's married to a Madeline. Oh! Coincidence? I think not. There's the Christine-Madeline connection. Surprise. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) It was I. I am the Phantom of the Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a, I'm a home wrecker. I broke up. <laughs> 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 so I have some strong opinions. You just crash their, or you just I like smash their chandelier. <laughs> the length of their their relationship is almost indicative of what the length of this type of relationship would be the Christine yeah. and Phantom one, right? Because yeah. there's no way that this relationship it, like lasts that long. It doesn't last. Yeah, because it, it is so one-sided that's for damn sure <laughs> like it's him really oh, telling God. her how to do everything <laughs> right and then all of the their love is totally bounded when they're singing and when they're in mm-hmm. those moments of mm-hmm. like enraptured in the music right, but like yeah. what you know what does a tuesday in the layer look like for those two you know it's <laughs> hard i work on that new play He's making puppets. uh, It's not. It's not show night. Yeah, could you imagine her just getting really frustrated that he's spending all of his time playing with dolls and puppets, and then she's like, "We're not talking. All we're doing is singing to each other, and you're playing with your fucking dolls. I'm just sick and tired of this shit. You can't even handle sunlight. We go out in the sunlight, and you're like, ah, it's too bright. Oh, I want to go back into my cave. I I just want to go out and be seen and have fun. Never want to leave there. He, he only, I only leave to go sword fight in graveyard. Well, then let's That's have a party in the Let's leave, have people apparently. over. You never want to have any fun. <laughs> you, you, like, you. The masquerade's coming up. Are you going to go with me or not? I mean, it's kind of your thing. You're kind of a mask guy. <laughs> That's why I think it's, I mean, yeah, they've just had this very long, complex relationship. And then she's getting older. And then suddenly this other dude, Raul, is like shattering phantom's idea of his yeah. future and this is what literally makes him just lose his goddamn shit he's just mm-hmm. so frustrated but it's just it's all happening buddy great you're just not gonna fit in with your life yeah. i'm glad they had a sword fight i think it was worth um, it for me oh, totally. <laughs> they added sword fight i was pretty i was pretty upset when they added it i was like this yeah, is not this is silly. also i'm just dying that she just like literally like left and just got in a carriage and was like to the graveyard please and then the driver was the phantom he's everywhere he's everywhere everyone's the phantom <laughs> he's not real i'm still sticking oh yeah totally i love that say i really wish then well i was hoping that if they do another one that somehow boslerman would would take it over but he's he's probably gonna do do oh my god i thought that'd be fun he is a great follow on tiktok for anybody who has Mm -hmm. boslerman who boz boz on tiktok is that would be that would be stylized as fuck it like, that is so it is good. very you know much what? so <laughs> i need it i need it for that red outfit that red phantom outfit would just mm-hmm. be like overload just call Please. it phantom and just i'm have, very on board by, for that by boz phantom by boz just phantom. wait brandon did you say boz okay. lerman is on tiktok oh yeah uh-huh and it's a great follow 
Whoa. Yeah. Okay. He, he he does this thing because I also follow Stanley Tucci on TikTok, which is another wonderful follow because oh, all he really does is Stanley. talk about cooking. Like it'll just be, you know, him making some type of like rustic Italian dish. He's like, I'm, you know, braising, you know, broccolini and like serving it up with lemon and salt. Like that's the type of stuff he's doing. It's incredible. It's like just almost ASMR level shit of like, oh, thank God. He's, he's talking about, you know, making. He's the angel of pasta. Who's the angel of pasta? Um, <laughs> Can that be my TikTok? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, please. the point of no. <laughs> pasta. That's the pasta, pasta of the no point. return. It passed the pasta, no. pasta the point of no return. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I was going to jump into some uh, some reviews and see what people uh, out there think before we go on to our own final thoughts. Are you guys down with that? If you guys have any notes oh, right God, now yeah. that you like, wrote oh yeah, down, any final would... final notes, or you can save them for final thoughts. However, you... I'm sure I have some like very weird hot takes that I yeah. have here. Uh, La Carlotta is a better singer than Christine. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. No. She is. She deserves to stay in that role. Oh, She's a better whoa. singer. Whoa! Yeah. Are you talking about Madam or Adam, Adam Jury? She's the, yeah. she's the villain of the mm-hmm. whole movie. Mm, totally. Uh, Oh, at the end, when Christine gives the Phantom the engagement ring that Raul gave to her, that is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard of in my life. And then he sees life. it on the graves That's on, like on, her, gift on her grave. He buys yeah. her this beautiful ring, and he's like, I'm going to save you. She's this toxic relationship. And then she gives the ring to the this awful dude. Mm. That's messed up. That is super fucking messed up. But I uh... It's a symbolism. But, okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Raul, in this point, yes, I'm like, I, I don't love crazy. it. <laughs> I'm doing all these things. I offered to die for her. I bought her this ring. And then she's like, mm, gives the ring away. Maybe that's why he turned to alcohol, like in the second one. He was like, I went through <laughs> I so would. It's canon. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole thing of making Christine be on stage while the, all the police are there. They're using her as bait to catch this terrorist. I'm like, that's pretty fucked up, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. That yeah. is. Yeah, she struggled. She's, she's struggling. struggling. Yes, though, like the but play that the phantom wrote. Yeah, they're doing yeah. more damage on this poor girl. <laughs> Did you have a favorite song, Maddie? Oh yeah. Or songs? Mine's, mine's Masquerade. Masquerade. Uh, oh yeah, you that, that, that. Is a, that is a party it's song. Great. I love it. It's upbeat. I love. I love the flow of That's it. Great. I love the costumes. Yeah. yeah. So if you're DJ Andrew Lloyd Webber, so the world be... can never find you. I was like. Hide your face so the world can never find you. That's like pretty sad, kind of. But, but still we experienced that for two you years, know? two three years. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great, great opening. Yeah, the second it kind of perks you up mm-hmm. for a second act, gets you ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think it's second mm-hmm. act. Um, cool. And you guys, yeah, you guys got any other uh, notes? Let me just check real quick. Are we, uh, is this final thoughts or is this, uh, I'm going to look at some, uh, critic reviews and then audience reviews. Oh, I have one. And then we'll do I have one. Oh, let's hear it. I love this. Okay. So there's this nurse that's taking care of old Patrick Wilson. Mm -hmm. She has this hat on that is crazy. It is this hat that is like a boat and a sail all rolled up oh, into yes. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's this white hat that has these <laughs> flaps on it that are like this yes. big. <laughs> That's what they wore back then. Right. But it is, I'm going to find a picture of it. It's a crazy I don't know if it's hat. like that big, but they definitely wore like the little nurse, like. 
They did, but the, the this is it, not she's going to fly right? away. I don't know how she could wear that hat in any like in a carriage or anything that's moving because it's like even just outside him like this hat has so much like wingspan it's just going to fly completely off her head so I and it just was really distracting to me. <laughs> Not getting my eyes like every time I saw him like that is that hat is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a picture of it. <laughs> why why are we stylizing and doing that hat so well? And then the red death costume flops. That's it's mm. just not adding up. Very upset. Mm. So he'll all die on. I want to, yeah. I mean, if if that that was the stage one, just a, a skull mask sounds so so dope. I'm, I imagine it'd be hard to sing in, but uh, I like <laughs> I like the train. I like the color palette, and I like when that influence that's like influenced by someone's character choices. Uh, their colors change. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were even speaking of the of the fountain in movie that Car and I like a lot, and there's a lot of, uh, oh, this person's wearing black in this scene. Oh, this person's wearing white in this scene. Oh, it's so meaningful. Uh, but that's an, mm-hmm. I'm sure all all good film, and this is what this podcast is: is the the leading podcast on film critical theory. I'm also, I mean, and knowledge I'm from people who drink how brunch day. Not- <laughs> said about how not messed up his face was i know that that's yeah. not bad mm-hmm. but i'm going to show you guys what his face looked like on broadway i don't know if this is appropriate but broadway. this is what it looked like yeah wow. Wow. That's, that's what we wanted cool. mm-hmm. yeah i want that yeah. under delivered under delivered in the movie so that's the book you you literally have the book right in your lap right now it's red. yeah yeah it does that's amazing <laughs> i have to look at that sometime it's actually really cool. It shows all the different the ways they have done the plays. I think that's I, a good birthday, birthday present. Your birthday's coming up too. Um, yeah. all our birthdays are coming uh, up. It shows like all <laughs> the different. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, okay. You know, most people have it <laughs> once a year. Mine passed, <laughs> but it's coming up. <laughs> I think this this like uh, like clockwork i haven't seen the the broadway musical of this which i would love to unfortunately it's closing soon but anyways maybe i'll squeeze in some new york time before um this is what makes me want to be into musical theater like this production makes me want to be a like a geek about musical theater it's just so good like i just i want to be all about it these songs seem like fun to sing once you learn them yeah and, and you're just in your car and you need to blow off some steam on your ride home or something like that and you just start oh, yeah. out this yeah. the same way that yeah i imagine like well maybe different but like just in a musical sort of sense put on hamilton you could just spit fucking hamilton songs like i imagine it just feels mm-hmm. awesome to do that um, but I love the tragedy yeah. of it too. Like it does feel very Shakespearean mm-hmm. and like the roots of, you know, plays and all that. I don't know. And the just, music is all very maniacal and like min- minors mm-hmm. mixing with the major. It's like it, in mm-hmm. kind of evil. Uh, yeah, yeah. The organs are so fun. Yeah. Um, but let's see yeah, what, uh, these critics are stinky on it, guys. They're, they're big stinkers. They got a 33% uh, splat tomato uh on their end of things compared to the 84 percent from audience so i'm gonna just gonna read a couple little snippets from uh from these stinkers uh wall street journal joe morgenstern a 30 out of 100 
He says, an experience best likened to being battered by hurricane force winds generated by an organ with all stops pulled permanently out. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. From AV Club, Nathan Raven, a 30 out of 100. He says, adding an additional layer of cheese to a project that already reeks hopelessly of Velveeta. Shoemaker pumps up the empty spectacle, stranding his fetching but lifeless mannequins amid giant sets and overblown production numbers. Velveeta level. Uh, New York Times, another 30. Cheesy? Uh, Cheesy. Stinky. Stinky cheesy. Uh, Dana, Dana Stevens says... Lord Lloyd Webber's thorough acquaintance with the canon of 18th and 19th century classical music is not in doubt, but his attempt to force a marriage between that tradition and modern musical theater represents a victory of pseudo populist grandiosity over taste, an act of cultural butchery akin to turning an aviary of graceful swans and brilliant peacocks into an order of chicken McNuggets. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm. It, this movie was like if you turned a peacock into a chicken nugget. It's, it's so interesting that we haven't really talked so much about that. And that's not what we got out of it. I mean, maybe we briefly like mentioned it or alluded to it, but the, like this is again, um, the criticism being it's so it's a music it's not a musical it's like an action movie or it's like a big budget movie uh such a huge spectacle and it's more interested in being that being something overblown than it is about you know maybe focusing more on a deeper meaning or emphasizing that at least it's like you know beautiful people big songs big theater all of that and yeah it's it's funny how we've just never, none of us have really gotten that as the criticism, you know, but I guess it's there. <laughs> yeah. It's hard I mean, because the movie is for the, for the most part, word for word, the same as the opera, right. like or the Broadway play. It's, 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 so it's hard for me for these people to be like, Oh, this is like terrible. And I was like, it's pretty much word for word. The same, the songs are the same. The words are the same. The, the sequences are the it's same. visuals right scenes. It's the, visuals. They, the only thing they really added was that uh sword fight scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was really the only true like big addition from my memory so i'm just like these people did they hate the original too like it was... andrew lloyd weber also produced this like he was behind all of this right like, he signed off on all of this so it's it approved is... Yeah, I could, yeah. I think I guess people it, just love to hate things. People just love to hate things. That's I, what I'm convinced. I would imagine that the critics are more acutely aware with what the musical was being, being so yeah. close to Broadway. And I mean, especially we just mm-hmm. read from New York Times. So it's like may, maybe and they're always going to come at it with the harder, harder fists and everything. But like they they're like you just said, they specifically it's pretty much the same. So I yeah, they're judging camera work. And I mean, Schumer, Schumacher's got to be easy to beat up at this point like they he, this guy just his, his his last movie i think it was his very last movie was batman robin so i mean they're just coming swing out swinging for him of course um, yeah they just wanted to hate they just showed up ready to fight yeah let's see what uh, uh we'll do one more critic review and then we'll move on to audience um from la times another 30 uh from karina chicano 
The real problem with Phantom is the problem with Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals in general. It's a slow-moving orgy of lowbrow grandiosity that's as tedious as it is overblown and pretentious. The second time I've heard the word grandiosity today, or said it, I don't know if I've ever said that word in my life. These critics are... This this woman came in in hot with a hatred. (laughs) She came in hot with hatred for Andrew Lloyd Webber, so... It's not Andrew Lloyd no. Webber. It's Joel Schumacher for sure. Because we, I mean, just to put into context again, like Joel Schumacher has made schlock, as you would call it, like popcorn movies. Uh, arguably, the only value that he's bringing is just to simply entertain and to do it in a simplistic way, like how to get from point A to point B, and you're having the most fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? And we've made that argument on this podcast, but it's just, it's something fundamental about this polarization and the things that we talk about here is, the idea of is a movie good and successful because it's just fun does it need to say a whole lot i mean obviously this movie presents a lot of things but i think it has a sensibility where it's more focused on like uh sexy tryst romance leaning more into good looking people singing big songs and you know that kind of rock guitars things like that so yeah people want the monster man the dark sinister like oh you know like maybe even yeah a a critic would be like focus more on the trauma highlight that Mm -hmm. or dig more deeper into that Mm -hmm. as opposed to i can see that yeah like focus more on like also him being more of a phantom than an actual Mm -hmm. being right that he had i mean then then that would require you to like go away from the original story Mm -hmm. or the original plan and people Mm -hmm. are not gonna like that either they're gonna be like oh no 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 Mm -hmm. i know it's so hard for me to and there are those people that just don't like andrew lloyd webber i mean maybe it's not but there there are like that last one right that last one she she came in with a Mm -hmm. with a doesn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. What, right. She didn't like the movie. Just... She already hated Family <laughs> the Opera, so I'm gonna hate the movie yeah. adaptation. And some people just don't even mm-hmm. like musicals in general. Like find them really annoying. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And filming one and keeping it interesting is is tough. And mm-hmm. costuming and set design and this one really went a long way for me. And, and being the the period piece that it was makes it just I don't know. I'm gonna use a critic word sumptuous. Oh God! A feast wow, a of visual one. delight. Uh, you know, so- I like it. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> oh, it's for sure. 80s it's eighties like, gothic, nineteen hundreds. It was like nineteen ten. Yeah, like nineteen ninety nine. Also gothic, but I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, let's do it. Where's the remix? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to audience side of things. They again gave an 84%. I'm just going to do a few reviews here. Georgia Lucas gave it five stars uh, titled this review review uh, movie. My daughter begged for this movie and she watches it all the time. So easy. And it's digital. Can't go wrong. No mess from all those DVD cases. You love to hear a good review. That's talking more about the, this, uh, this person not wrong. just the delivery of it. Any movie. They're <laughs> digital put yeah. it on the screen. It could be anything. It's like, oh, the, my daughter loves love it and I person. don't have to clean up. I want to oh. hang out with them. Get it. I get it. I love this person. Georgia, Georgia mm-hmm. Lucas. It must be. <laughs> Georgia Lucas. Georgia Lucas. I would watch Georgia any Lucas. movie. Movies. I would watch any movie with you. They're just like, <laughs> that's amazing. It's on the screen. Incredible. Uh, from Kindle customer titled uh, Beautiful oh. Masterpiece. Five stars. <laughs> Such an amazing movie. Watching this is like stepping into a painting and into a world of an opera house. Such a beauty and a mesmerizing story. 
Agreed. Yes. Mm-hmm. That person got it. A thousand percent. From Juliet. It e. is like stepping into a painting. Yeah. Yeah. I love Especially that. Especially like the That's opening beautiful. of it. It like yeah, feels like beautiful. so fuzzy and old and yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Julie. Now e. we're in the comments of five people. Yes, this is this is where we belong. Uh, five stars, one of my favorite movies. Uh, crazy fact: Gerard Butler is the Phantom. One of my fa- one of my all time favorite movies. It follows the play exactly, but the scenery makes the movie. We saw this in the theater years ago, and the opening scene with the chandelier is so impressive. Movie is very fun if you're alone for the afternoon and you know all the words to the song, so you can belt out "Remember Me." And try to hit the high C without getting yelled at by at the party pooper in the next room to stop that. <laughs> so I love these people. These <laughs> crazy this, I love this comment section. This is great. You gotta tell the party poopers in the next room to feel it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so here for these people. I love crazy all of them individually. <laughs> Jerry Butler. Like I'm not joking. I'm like scr- <laughs> like scrolling through all the all the reviews. I'm having a hard time finding reviews that aren't paragraphs long yeah, right. from the audience. There, yeah, there are people and the most popular <laughs> review, I'm going to go back and just see the title of it. And it's like the longest review I've ever seen is from Cupcake and it's titled my take on life and opera. And it's Get like it. essay long. It's like yeah. an essay. I'm not, I can't, I can't read it. It's, it's, it's too long. Okay, study. I'll, I'll read her last. I'm going to read her last paragraph. If I could crawl into this movie to live this story, I would. Every role speaks to some part of my life. I feel that this is a major reason why this is so popular. There is something that everyone can relate to. The story makes you feel for all the characters. A story that can make us feel something down to our core becomes part of us. So though I am not musically endowed, there are still parts of the individual characters that will carry with me. I would wish that when watching this movie that you watch with an open mind and see how this relates to you as a person. How do you identify with all the complex characters in this opera? A question. I love yes. it. Ends with it a question. In a, in a, in a review. Great? Was this That's written by like 10-year-old Maddie? Possibly. This is written by 10-year-old Maddie. A question. In a review. Yeah, it's, 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 was a, it was a call to action. I yeah. love it. Like, I, I love that all the lines are so blurry. Like in this movie, there is no, it's not black and white. There's so many gray areas. There's no wrong or right. It used to be. I mean, I mean, there is a lot of (laughs) wrong killing, but like, there's just, there's a lot to think about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's discuss. Yeah. No, Cara, do you want to kick us off with final thoughts and give a little, (laughs) a little review number? Do you want to, we can pass to Maddie or to either one of us goofballs? I guess I'll just piggyback off of what I was saying. Like, I love yeah. that it, it, there are so much, there is so much gray area in this and like a lot of character, uh, psychology. Like I, I, I find psychology fascinating and human behavior fascinating. So like I watched this trying to kind of dissect all the characters and their intentions. And it's just that I just find that really fun. And this is the perfect movie to do that to with. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I tend to be a, a critical person when it comes to movies. I, I work in the film industry and I'm surrounded by that kind of stuff. So, um, I know this is a good movie for me, at least when I give it a hundred, I'm, I'm reading it a hundred. I know. Oh I, I, God, I, hell yeah. I know. I thought nice. it was going to be a 98. Awesome. Like I was like, I have to like leave a little like leeway for, 
the, um, you know, the imperfections, but like one of the reviewers said, it's like stepping into a painting. Like I get so lost in it. Like I don't even know what's going on around me when I'm watching this movie. Like I'm so in this world and that Mm -hmm. is what I love about movies, like to escape and just to be a part of what's going on. So a hundred part of your world. Part of your world. That's crazy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think you need to write a review on, on the internet too. Because also everything in, that happens in this movie is so like dramatic and extreme that like I have to give it an extreme review. Nice. Like love it. Nice. I love can't. It. There's no in between. It's either a hundred or zero for me. Perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. I love it. For me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, no, but that's yeah. yeah that's, that's totally all that fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the the comment I mentioned earlier, or the statement I had earlier about you know a movie. Ca- it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect in a technical sense or it can have, mm-hmm. you know, certain like things that don't make sense or an inadequacy, I guess, for lack of a better term. But like to what you're saying is, is that that you can still give a movie a hundred. That's oh, absolutely. not techni- technically. Yeah, perfect. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. You take it with the imperfect imperfections as well. It like adds charm to mm-hmm. it almost. Every day, like there's moments in my life where I still kind of think about things from that movie, just like casually like, while I'm watching sure. my face or like, you know, it just pops in my head. And the fact that it's great, <laughs> <laughs> the, the phantom is literally in my head still. <laughs> so I just think that that it has a lasting effect on me. And um, man, I had one more thought, but anyways, I loved it. And it's amazing. great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, oh, I was going to say, like, I don't know how I would feel if I had seen the play, you know, on Broadway first. And I, I still haven't seen it. So I don't know if that would influence my decision now. But all I know is the movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Great. Well, Maddie, do you want to go next? Sure. I mean, this movie's, this movie's, it's, there's so many layers to it for me. I think for everybody, because there's this, the layers of the characters, there's the layers of the relationship, there's the layers of the theatricalness of it. There's so many ways to have an opinion and weigh on on this. It's funny because I've been a fan of this for so much of my life that I revisit it and I have a completely different opinion every single time. Like I think Mm -hmm. in the beginning you romanticize the phantom and how beautiful it is that someone is so obsessed with you and wants the best for you, quote unquote. It it seems that way. And then you love that and you're attracted to that. And then as you get older, you realize that that's not actually healthy at all. And then suddenly you're team Raul. And yes, we are all team Raul. Team Raul is... 10 out of 10, the best dude. But then, and then now I'm looking at it and I'm just like, these side characters are not really pl- doing their part. They're enabling this whole thing. But that just shows that I'm so emotionally invested in this that I'm like, for this fictional character of Christine, I have so many different takes of like how she should be taken care of or how she's digesting this whole situation. It's a, it just goes to show it's like an amazing story because I have very strong opinions about every single character in this movie or play or fictional piece of work. So there's the whole storyline of it is like incredible to me. Then there's the theatricalness of it. this like Gothic slash eighties slash, I, I don't know, just meta situation that's going on. I would love to see this redone, like very stylized. Mm, yes. That would be incredible to me. 
So then I have like all these wild opinions about the fashion and the set design and the, some flaws and some room for improvement. All in all, this is one of the best stories I think that has ever been written. <laughs> I think it's incredible. I think it is so cool. There's just so much going on. I'm obsessed with it. I have always been obsessed with it. Um, but the movie itself, I think, has so much room for improvement. Totally. I know that that's, that's bad. I, no, I give it 85. Wow. I think I agree. I agree with the, with the, with the score. I think there were some things that they could have done a lot better. They, but it, yeah, it is, it is the red, it's the red outfit. I'm sorry. That's what it is. I'm it's, sorry. What was the score? Did you say 85? Is that that like, I say 85. 85. I say 85. Mm-hmm. There's just it's so much incredible. going on. That I, find I would love to see it. I would love to see it redone and like stylized, mm-hmm. like, so yes. hardcore that it could just be so so amazing. It has yeah. so much to work Oz with. Oh, I would oh, run. Man. I would be running to the but, theater. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, and yeah, Maddie has incredible. A, but Maddie, you have yeah. a background in uh, fashion and design too. So just to yeah. hear your experience on your take on that is really yeah, interesting. And yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. There's, I think it's just it. It's it's a story that you can reevaluate so many times that at the time that this came out maybe that's how it was maybe it mm. was the most stylized i don't remember because i was you know young but maybe at the right. time it was like this is the mm. most stylized version of this but oh, now sure. i this in. Yeah. i was like let's do it again and i think mm-hmm. that that is such like an incredible like for a movie or a story to be able to be redone and you wanted to like let's do it again yeah like for for the ages for every generation you know in different yeah. ways yeah, yeah different locations yeah you could have a, again phantom every movie. every 10 years let's get a phantom yeah. please i'm down yeah it's like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think it would so be down. incredible and that's we get all these dumb marvel movies all the time. let's get a phantom story. in there <laughs> have them team yeah, up right? with somebody I yeah know. Know? oh my god then they're gonna make it to like a universe i know dr jekyll mr Hyde and the phantom a Meg, a Meg, Danny Phantom, Danny Phantom. Absolutely. Oh my god! Oh, and the and the Billy Zane Phantom. Oh, Phantom Verse. Oh, oh cool. All the Phantoms. I would love all that. The Phantoms. Billy Zane. <laughs> 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 Phantom. Got a lot of Phantoms. Well, Brandini, yeah, fan, fan, yeah. Brandini of the opera, Brandini of the podcast. Would you care to go next? Sure, 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 sure. Um. This mu this yeah this movie's really enjoyable. I had a really fun time watching it. I think all of the like weird idiosyncrasies that made me think more about how weird the relationships are, how odd like yeah dynamics, where it places value, things like that. Um, add to the movie. I, this is one of those things that is a wonderful hybrid of like a good bad movie and just a good good movie. Mm-hmm. And so I really yeah I don't. Um, I don't want like yeah I don't feel the need to get into how this is can be viewed as being weird or has a odd sensibility to it um instead I'm going to lean more into the side of myself when I re- watch movies review movies whatever where this is a movie and its purpose was to be enjoyable and it's incredibly enjoyable from the visuals to the music to the performances. I mean, yeah, I personally didn't find Gerard Butler singing that distracting. I 
but um, his energy was, like I said, he seems so committed. He seems so mm-hmm. present and wanting to be there. And that just goes such a long way, right? Because there's, that's, that's some of the performances that just kill a movie where it is a, you know, a well-known actor in a well-known position. And they're not like, they, yeah, they just don't, they're not. They're not bringing that energy of like, man, I really want to be here. I need to be here and all of that. And there was so much of that type of energy, the want and the need in this movie that makes it in just, yeah, so infectious and and wraps you up in it. And the setting helps with that as well. So I'm going to give this movie an 89%, I think, is where I'm at. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice, dude. These are high reviews. Love it. Love it. I, I would recommend this hands down. So it's well beyond a 60%. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I would, oh, yeah. al- I would also recommend it. And I, this is from somebody that doesn't have a history with it as much as um, just getting like glimpses or hearing like little snippets of, of certain things and, and parodies and whatnot. And I just got to start with, uh, I love the music. I like love the music in this musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. of all the musicals that we've done on this podcast, this is like my favorite all my favorite songs and ones that I would like to go back to and and sing and the, yeah, the point of no return. And I mean the, you know, the titular uh, song song itself and, and, and whatever the overture and and like all, it just has such, there's such an, what's that? Think of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, and again, I'm still learning as my first time. So maybe I don't recognize all of them. I'm sure I'd like, like that one too, but it just doesn't, the, it, it, it grabbed me those, those few that I, I can kind of list off there in a way that was um, recognizable enough on the first watch for, for it to stick with me. And I, and I can see why this is a big deal for the world and coming in as a, as a, as a virgin, as, as you might call a Rocky horror picture show watcher or something like that. Um, I'm uh, I really, I enjoyed myself, especially watching with Kara and, and, and being with someone who was so into it as well uh added to the that fun element of singing along and uh so yeah just just to start with the music and um the period piece and the costumes all that stuff really goes a long way for me um the setting and 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 all that i love like count of monte cristo and um i don't know master and commando those kind of movies this kind of fits right in that slot like i feel like this is like the musical version of that or something where i could yeah i would love to like throw it on uh as a casual watch from from here on out and in in a fun way like when Um, you're sick yeah, absolutely right. yeah absolutely singing in the rain that i mean that's that's my chicken noodle that's like soup my favorite musical opera. and that's uh my sick movie oh, as well and yeah. i want to find more musicals that i enjoy because it's it is kind of polarizing as a genre for me of like i either love it or i hate it uh dear sure. evan hansen was not my cup of tea um whether it was the subject matter or not evan hansen was kind of like the phantom of the high school in that movie if you <laughs> ask me um but it was uh, a, a great time. Uh, yeah, overall, the casting was good. And like whatever, you know, little sort of issue I take, I, I think Mini Driver and Gerard Butler, whatever issues that you might take with them in particular, it's like I really appreciate Brandon's point where they were absolutely down to be there. And I thought they brought the right energy for the mm-hmm. roles. And whatever you may say about casting, those people really did what needed to be done and use their body as a vessel to get it done in the best way that they, that they could. 
And I yeah. thought it was overall a success, you know, and, and I, I felt that passion from Gerard Butler, just like scream singing a little bit it was kind of cool. I, I don't know. I like that oh, kind of cool. just uh rough, rough side of it. Like, like, like that. He's kind of like a, a like brutish, like he's kind of like a more of a brutish kind of uh, phantom. Yeah. And that, it was very raw. Like, mm -hmm. it, like it, I love that. It wasn't perfect. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way. And, um, yeah, I think if I had to criticize, I think it might be some of the Schumacher stuff of well, how he lit some of the sets and, and everything. And, uh, some, maybe a little bit of the editing, even that like reusing the footage just kind of rubbed me the wrong way at that one part. If I had to do some nitpicking and, and say why I'm probably not going to give it a perfect score as much as I appreciate that, that Cara did and that she enjoyed it that yeah. much. Um, Great. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do it 80. I'm going to, I'll be. I'll be kind of lower side of the spectrum, but I'll, I'll bring us all the way up to, um, to a hundred. And I, and this was without a doubt, one of, if not my favorite recording of this podcast, uh, that, that we've had so far Brandini. And I can't thank you both enough for coming with such knowledge, uh, and joy for, for the, this podcast experience, Maddie, especially your first time doing it. You're a natural. Um, please come back. Natural, absolute, for sure. absolute natural. Absolute yeah. fucking natural. Let us know when your podcast no, Start your own. We'll be there. Please. Yeah. You were talking about that one. No spoilers. I think that'd be fun if like there'd be like like th we do all four of us and then like three of us watch a movie and then we have to explain it, explain yeah. it to the one person yeah, who yeah. hasn't seen it. And we have to pick like crazy bonkers like ass movies where we where someone has to like be like, how that happens? What? Wow, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't that know if that like would work. Christian but. Came in. No spoilers. No spoilers. That was like when Christian uh, crashed our <laughs> yes. one of our recordings <laughs> yeah. and we were talking talking and he was trying to figure out what was happening in the movie <laughs> you hit watch stream funny. in the discord channel i think and then you just yeah. automatically join and we were in the middle of a podcast and he's like oh special guest christian like, urbino <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk oh, i just saw you guys hanging about. out in here so i thought i'd join and we're like <laughs> oh, we're talking about this movie one oh yeah i've never seen that <laughs> one guest that just has absolutely no idea yeah <laughs> that'd be really fun so yes. stay tuned guys mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I yeah. Again, can't thank you guys um, enough. Uh, and I, I will be uh, announcing our our next movie uh, for for next time. We'll we be we will be doing Grandma's Boy, a uh, fifteen percent from critics and eighty five percent from the audience. Um, big big discrepancy there. Um, and if you don't know what it is, I'll read a little synopsis here. When he and his roommate can't pay their rent. Video game creator Alex finds himself homeless and moves in with Lily, his wacky grandmother. Lily and her elderly pals like to hang out in front of the television all day, but their constant presence puts a damper on Alex's social life and pot smoking. Alex wants to court co-worker court co-worker Samantha, but he's preoccupied by a rivalry with another game designer. So the would-be relationship is in limbo. This is the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, it's been interesting reading these these uh, little synopsis synopsi synopses um, synopsis synopsis uh, the fear and loathing one was funny last. <laughs> I was like, I guess that's what happens in the movie. It's a weird <laughs> to see it so laid out in black and white. It's like two guy two friends go to Vegas and they have a they have an interesting time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. We should be having a special, special guest, uh, Nick Schulte. Um, 
and uh, we hope you guys will join us. Uh, well, Brandini, is there anything you want to say before I like give like plugs and stuff? No, that's it. Um, no, go for the plugs. I mean, thank you. Or is there anything you guys want to plug yeah. as well? Before yeah, you I mean, if you, yeah, if you got something going on in your life, yeah. let us know. But I got nothing other than thank you again because yeah, this has been a super fun time. Oh, it's 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 the best. It's uh, my favorite favorite time of. We try to do it weekly, but fa- favorite time of of uh of, yeah, of like this past a year or so we've been doing I, i've just been enjoying so much um hanging with my my friends that i don't get to talk to or see too much and and and, and uh talk about things that we uh that we either love or hate or somewhere in between it's not always black and white like the polarized reviews lead you to believe there's gray areas in life right Carl? like that's what you're saying it's yes. not all black and white mm-hmm. um, i love the gray areas those are that's like where i live in the gray areas yeah and, like the and, oh yeah and so for you to give it 100 that's a big fucking deal like you were saying i know yeah, i know deal. i just i it's it's not like how you were saying like the technical things it's more of how i feel when i'm watching it like 100 i am so i'm a hundred percent in it 100 yeah. mm-hmm. like I love that. i'm someone when i watch movies i get up and i get distracted i go to the bathroom i clean i I just get distracted. I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. This is something where I can sit still the entire two That's hours true. and 20 minutes. Yeah. You were locked in. Like it's yeah, I was locked in. Also, I, I do want to plug in something Please. because why not? Yeah, um, go for it. So I'm currently working on this show called the sympathizer mm-hmm. and it is, uh, it's an HBO mini series directed by Korean director Park Chan-wook. Um, he, he has done old boy and just a lot of other Korean movies that you might be mm-hmm. aware of and it should be coming out hopefully next year. That's so fucking cool. Um, so keep an eye oh, yeah. for that. We love um, I'm just really proud of this one. So awesome. I mean, I, I haven't been on the entire production of it, but I'm helping out and it's cool to be a part of that. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up and I, yeah, I just, it's invaluable to have you guys on here and, and, and add actual knowledge to uh, how these things are made. Yeah. Especially, you know, you know, Cara, that's, you've worked on a lot of really fucking awesome things that, yeah, we don't even have the time on the podcast to go through all of it, but um, the gone in the night, I mean, the Winona Ryder movie, that's, I mean, that's pretty popular. I know you were, you were a big part of that. And uh, that's, I don't know, that's on streaming services and everything too. I just I, I, I keep plugging all of your cool stuff. I mean, a lot of my movies are probably polarizing. We should do Barbarian. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I think people really like that I one though. On that like, one. That's not polarizing. Not and I only worked on it for a day, everyone. I don't want to, hey. I don't want to hey. give credit. It was the awesome Justin Long driving down, you know, Malibu or Santa Monica, wherever he was. And mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a memorable scene of the movie. And you were there. I don't know. It's just so cool. Yeah, that song that I sing. That's so cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you want to watch us live, we're on twitch.tv slash polarized pod. Uh, you can uh, reach us on Twitter at polarized pod as well. Polarize the pod at gmail.com. Oh, and another thing. Uh, by the time this comes out, we should have our first episode of a brand new podcast that Brandini and I and one Corey Hart uh, are starting as well. It's about music producers. It's called Prod Pod. Uh, we have we'll, sh- well, we should have one episode on Diplo out uh, probably by the time this comes out. And the next one will be Todd Rundgren. And mm. I'm so fucking excited to talk about that. Um, really excited for that episode. Uh, and yeah, if you want to hear me and the Brandini and 
one of our very special guests that has joined us on uh, this podcast as well as on the fear and loathing one last time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can, you can hear more of us if, if uh, you're not sick of us yet. <laughs> if that's what you're in. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you're into. If that's what you're into. I mean, I, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, we love you all. And uh, well, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.